Hello and welcome to Exiting Through the 2010s, a podcast where we reflect and dissect the movies of the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper. With me is Tyler Herford. Um, what have you been watching anything recently? That's pretty good. Hello, hello uh, yeah. again. I've been <laughs> exiting through the 1970s. Yeah, I, I was um, going to mention that. Yeah, that's right. So it's going to be my spinoff podcast coming uh, 2023. <laughs> if we make it there, we'll see. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, watching some uh, 70s American classics, um, some first-time watches and some rewatches. Mm-hmm. Uh, American Graffiti was cool to see Lucas do something besides Star Wars. Never seen that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. When Ron Howard um, like pulled out a lightsaber, that was pretty dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I couldn't believe it. Um, that, yeah. You guys know cool. like when someone asks you what your favorite movie is, and you kind of have a different answer every time depending who's asking. Mm-hmm. But an a, an answer that I kind of keep universally is Nashville, and I noticed that was one of the seventies watches. That was one of them. Yeah, that that movie that was something else. That's like was that a first time watch? Yeah, get out uh, of town. Oh, was not yeah. was not my first Altman because mm. um, I I had seen Mash before. <laughs> this is definitely better than Mash. <laughs> yeah. um, and California Split, which is actually also really good. Uh, but yeah, Nashville like <laughs> it's a banger. Um, I texted my mom after and my sister and I was like, I just watched Nashville and I will be more country than you ever will be. <laughs> and yeah. my sister is like famously like into country music and she was all pissed at me. But yeah. <laughs> what was the Carradine song? Like be easy or, uh, uh I'm yeah, take yeah. it easy. Yeah. I'm easy. Yeah. Yeah. The end of that movie is, I think won the lot. Oscar for original song. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Shelley Duvall's in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, Goldblum with the bike. Oh man! Lily See, Tomlin. I miss. Yeah. I saw Goldblum on the cast list, but I must have missed him. Mm. They did not catch him. So. Oh yeah, you know it's it's kind of, it's just it's fine. He's like twenty seventh lead. You know, <laughs> <laughs> build build uh, uh, 29th, but he got the end. Uh, for myself, I got to do a pretty fun double feature. Uh, still filling in twenty twenty one blood spots. Um, with the most expensive movie uh, of last year and the least expensive, it, from from my viewpoint, uh, with Mass and No Time to Die, um, <laughs> it's and I liked them both quite a bit. Uh, they, you know, No Time to Die, I always think of like one of the first pandemic pushes, um, and it was worth the wait. It was, yeah. it was a lot more sad than I thought. <laughs> And, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk. <laughs> that movie's sick as hell. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Talk to, to, no, you yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, I, Casino Royale is like a movie that I've seen the most like in my life. Uh, and, wow. and yeah, it's in, and this one is just like, and it's, and it's like any bond that I see, like Craig or not, it's just like, I'm always going to be comparing it to Royale. I mean, it's not only considered one of the best, but it's just, I've seen it so much where it's like, mm-hmm. And, and Mass was just like riveting, too. What is Mass again? Um, trying it's, to remember. It's about the four, uh, these two couples, uh, and they reconcile <clears throat> with a school shooting uh, occurrence that happens between their son killing the other couple's son. 
It's not it's not on streaming yet. Uh, now there is no time to die, but um, I was I was like looking forward to them enough that I I was like okay with not waiting. <laughs> yeah, how about how about you guys? Anything good recently? Oh, um, well, I've only seen uh, two and a half movies this year because for a long time I was celebrating uh, no movie twenty twenty two. Yeah. But I did finally uh, break that streak. Um, I watched Black Cat. That was really good. So uh, sick. It was, the, it was yeah. the anniversary. Yeah, me yes. and Colin yeah. watched that together. That was on my calendar um, for the anniversary. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can cut this out, but I watched like a third of Seven Days in Hell, the uh, Andy Samberg, uh, Kit Harrington tennis mockumentary. It's fantastic. Uh, well, I got to the, I got to the part where uh, they're doing the bit about the uh, the courtroom sketch artist who uh, draws Disney cartoons and then like gets a super uh, big head and tries to go to space and dies. And I truly uh, laughed so hard at that part of the movie that I projectile vomited. And I was like, all right, I guess I can't handle this movie right now. <laughs> Yeah, but the part that the I being. saw was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how uh, viral the clip is of like uh, Kit Harrington going crazy after you know, like I don't throwing think she the got water. Nope. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, she told me this <laughs> yeah. in the past, and I was like, "Oh, did you go back and finish it?" And she was like, "No, I couldn't. I didn't want to throw up again. I was yeah. nervous it'd be too funny." <laughs> right, 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 right. Once is enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I a fair reason to not go back to a movie, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it'll happen someday. Um, uh, you know, maybe toward a pharmacy would would be like a good yeah. substitute. Maybe. Is that like, less good... funny? I, I a mean, little bit. <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say the same, actually. Yeah, or it's or it's yeah. like I'm pretty sure they came out in the same year or a year apart. Yeah. Um, and I like Seven Days in Hell far better. Um. But it, but it's definitely like scratching this image. Yeah, it could be a thing of where it's like it, it's good, but not fun enough to make you puke. So it's like perfect. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah. I watched Phone Booth yesterday, and it's the sickest movie. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Schumacher. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer yeah. Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland yeah. as the guy in the phone. So funny. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, Carol in the booth. booth. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like truly. We all know this. Yeah. I was because I, I had to watch. I, I mean, I rewatched Clouds and Souls Maria yesterday as we we're recording this, and uh, I was like, I have a little bit of time, like afterwards, but before I should like turn in for the day. And I was like, how long is phone booth? And it's truly, <laughs> it's eighty minutes, uh, eighty six with credits, eighty minutes without. It was a perfect, yeah. <laughs> exactly what I needed, and it's like. <laughs> Matthew Libatique shooting the hell out of it, going absolutely <laughs> sicko mode with like split screen and picture in picture stuff that is so next level. And yeah. it was just the best experience of like, yeah, I mean, it loses steam, uh, but it is 80 minutes long, so you can't be mad at it. And it's right, just right, right. And, uh, a true thrill, right? Where it's like, it's bumped up a star if it has that runtime. Exactly, yeah. yeah I was yeah. like, truly, I've never seen like Andre Rublev, it's like three hours long and you earn every single second of it. And the ending of that movie is so triumphant. That's like a perfect length movie for that. And then Phone Booth is also, <laughs> this movie cannot be longer than 80 minutes. <laughs> I know, yeah. It, it'll like fail itself if yeah. it's short. Or longer, um, yeah. That's like a late night stack, you know. It's, exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
That's how a much staple of two thousand cinema. Like I mean, yeah, this is it was a bit of like... like once a week. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately not much Schumacher uh this decade. Like Yeah, I that, guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what um, happened. Yeah. The uh Nick Cage movie, what, what was that one? Um Trespass? Trespass yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That I think that was his last one. I'm pretty sure. I th- I believe so. I could be wrong. Yeah, I have not. Yeah. I look. This is maybe my cue to go in more to Schumacher because this movie was just sick. <laughs> Had a blast. I uh, really enjoyed the most recent one I watched from him. I think. Or there's two. Eight uh, millimeter, also Nick Cage, and mm-hmm. um, uh, crap. What's the '80s vampire one? The Lost Boys. Lost Boys. The, the Lost Boys. That one's really good. I heard that yeah, one's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm blind spot for me too. Also, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yeah. I'll go around, and of course, uh, it's pretty clear by now. Jesse has done no rewatch of Clouds of Silver. Maria. It's just <laughs> <Yeah>. going <laughs> off of memory. I yeah, watched yeah, it yeah, at one yeah. thirty uh, a.m. last night. Uh, okay, put on Clouds of Sils Maria. <laughs> a, a truly insane thing to do, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, had a um, busy day today, and kind of left myself with no choice. <laughs> as as we all do, you know. That's mm-hmm. that's like that. Those are like the most satisfying watches, where it's like, okay, I have a deadline. Yeah, exactly. I've something to do right now. I mean, um, you know, fortunately, yeah. it did end up being a very satisfying rewatch. Yeah. But yeah, it's no. So the way to do it is you start the movie like precisely with enough time before we start recording I mean, and then as soon as the yeah, credits start I mean, to roll you hit record and say hello welcome to the 20 yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i've certainly never done that an and then realized i had miscalculated yeah. the time and sped up the movie yeah. slightly that's never happened before never no 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 two times speed has ever been used um no, I wouldn't. In this hypothetical <laughs> situation, we'd be talking about like one point one times speed. Yeah, yeah, which Just is maybe bit. worse. Yeah, any, hypothetical, hypothetical. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you got to get the movie down to phone booth length. Yeah. Exactly. Hypothetically, yeah. it would make you feel insane. <laughs> it's just like this is almost like real life, but just a little <laughs> bit faster. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like um. You know, I've I've been on and off of this, but I listen to podcasts a little faster than they're released. And I I know I know Cohen, you're I know that look. Sorry, because um, it's like you know I have so many to get through. I have like forty podcasts in my feed, and it's yeah. and it's like I really ought to just like speed through these a little faster. And I don't even know if it makes a difference or am I just you know listening to other people talk at a pace that isn't normal uh just for the sake of it i think there was someone i was like hanging out with one time who was playing a podcast and they did that and i was like why does this sound so crazy (laughs) and it's like because it's not like you know the jokey sort of fast pitch audio to where it sounds like a chipmunk or whatever but i was like this sound i'm like gonna pull my hair out because they're talking super fast and like the because they do the, the weird thing where it cuts out like the audio of gaps where people like breathe mm-hmm. and it just becomes yeah. it's like watching something in high frame rate it's yeah like something I'm, is off here it's anyways podcast exactly. i'm yeah, going yeah. to 
for the rest of the episode. No. <laughs> okay, I will finish no, this right. bit. <laughs> yeah. That'd be insane. Just um, like playing the money ball of I'm predicting that people will listen to this fast, <laughs> so I'm gonna talk slow <laughs> despite them. We're playing the numbers game. Yeah. 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 Um and it's almost like we have to do like a transatlantic accent right now to like sure, exactly. make it so it's like when people do put on fast pace, we like outrun the the uh, yeah. two times speed. On the flip side, one of the funniest things I've seen on the internet like the last couple of years is Colin <laughs> Hanks listening to a podcast I love to watch on like lower speed, like half speed. <laughs> And so they're talking extra slow, like, hello. That's almost crazy. And, and yeah. it makes them sound, like, really drunk, like, wasted. Like, they're just, like, slowly, like, rolling out all their words. It's very funny. That's just normal Friday night, drunk Andy and CR. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. But Colin Atchity, Jesse Catherine Rover from Can I Kick It today. Um, is it Can I Kick It or Can? can or do you guys... We okay, beautiful. Because I mean, it's like, that pronunciation is always uh, differing every May. And yeah, it's like, what? I mean, technically it's con, but we're not French. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and and with this movie, it's like such a big, splashy con premiere. That it's just sure, like, oh, what do I even go with this episode? <laughs> um, but I've heard it most can. Yeah. So I'm like, if that's the majority, then I'll just, you know. But, yeah, if you're American, um, you can say can. Right, right. Yeah. We don't need to put on airs. <laughs> you use the tribe called Quest as your theme song. You know, it's very funny. We uh, used the Lou Reed uh, "Walk on the Wild Side" sample for our first episode, and then we just celebrated our hundredth episode and ended it with "Tribe Called Quest." Hell yeah! Um, and and then, uh, but you have Mon- Monica Bellucci. Uh, exactly. Yes. Yeah. We yeah, had someone make a very in. cool yeah, theme yeah, song yeah. for us. Very cool. Um, yeah, lovely to have you guys here. And before we get to uh, Clouds of Sales Maria, usually we'd go around and ask everybody how you fell in love with movies in the first place. Um, rock, paper, scissors, who goes first? I mean, I, I'll <laughs> defer to you, Jesse. I know you have a story. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why don't you go first? Because sure, I think okay. my story will okay. probably tie into the film. I, that's fair, yeah. Um, I mean, movies, I just watched movies a lot when I was a kid. Like, I would uh, go to friend's house and be like, where are all your DVDs? <laughs> and, and I guess I was like, had to realize, like, oh, we, like, are a movie family. Because, like, we had, you know, even sort of pre-DVD, we had VHS of, like, I think I have a distinct memory of seeing The Matrix on VHS when I was, like, eight years old. Um, and, like, Billy Madison were, like, favorite VHSs of mine. Um, and then as, you know, you just sort of keep watching movies... I feel like a big sort of unlocking point um, was I was like homesick one day from school and on FX they were playing um, the Royal Tenenbaums. And I like (laughs) had a television in my room, but it didn't have a guide. So it was just whatever was like on after whatever cable reruns they were doing on FX that I was like watching the King of Queens or whatever. And I was like, what is this movie? This is insane. Uh, And then like, I think as like a breakthrough for a lot of people probably, of Wes Anderson getting into like more like criterion type movies and stuff like that. So it just sort of expanded from there and like always paying attention to sort of criterion film and um, like 
more expanding into like world cinema and stuff like that as like as you know as you get older you just want to see more um and just you know kept, kept watching movies um started going to film festivals and started doing a podcast about movies <laughs> but yeah 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 it, it was just that slow gradual yeah, just, thing as a kid as yeah. life goes on yeah. i realized like it's a thing that is important to me and I mm-hmm. keep it in my life, almost yeah. to uh, the detriment of other things, you could say, <laughs> where I'm like, yeah. I am watching too many movies. I need to take a break. Yeah, you got to try uh, No Movie 2022. <laughs> I cannot do that. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the podcast, we're promoting not watching movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, to be clear, you can start and stop No Movie sure. 2022 it's very whenever sweet. you want. Every single time I'm not watching a movie, I'm participating in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, Jesse presented this idea to me, and I was like, you have to watch movies for the podcast that we do. She's like, I guess that's true. Yeah. Oh, shit. I got to rework this. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I for a very long time as a child thought that I just did not like movies because I, to this day, think that almost all movies made for children are pretty abominable. Uh, like, especially just, like, my mom would bring home a Disney movie and put it in, and I'd be like, when will this fucking shit be over? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was, like, I think Royal Tenenbaums was also an early movie for me where I was like, oh, this is interesting. Certainly, like, Tarantino was, like, a big kind of breakthrough. But then, uh, coincidentally, uh, in 2014, uh, I was first aware of the AFI-EU showcase, which is a thing that uh, is put on by uh, the AFI Silver Theater in uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, and uh, every December... And so, I, I certainly, I wasn't, like, paying attention to world cinema at that point, but I was like, oh, maybe I'll check some of these out. And so the three movies where I was like, okay, there's a movie with Marion Cotillard, there's a movie <laughs> with Timothy Spall, and there's a movie with uh, Kristen Stewart. And so those <laughs> three movies are, which all played can in 2014, uh, Mr. Turner, which I thought was super boring so uh, good it's incredible night, yeah. which i also thought incredible. was super boring <laughs> also great it's also great and then uh the clouds of Seals maria uh, okay this I one love. is not great i hate it i yeah. hate it yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 no Awful. i mean it really was like if i had not liked that one too it's like oh, <laughs> you'd be I like just, <laughs> yeah maybe yeah, i just still be like yeah this european shit fucking sucks <laughs> uh, only american so, but yeah i truly like <laughs> Yeah, that that movie like USA. genuinely USA. that movie like blew my mind, uh, especially mm. like what it does with the Kristen Stewart character towards the end. It's just like I hadn't seen anything like that before, uh, and so yeah, I, I mean I remember like I definitely was not aware of Can in twenty fourteen because I wasn't aware of any of those movies, and then I was paying attention to it in twenty fifteen. So it was like, were you yeah, aware of anything? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, I took a lot of math <laughs> classes around that time, so I was aware of like math, nice. matrices, <laughs> uh, calculus, that kind of stuff. Yeah, 
<laughs> so sick. <laughs> yeah, God. I mean, calculus, calculus <laughs> is really sick. <laughs> yeah. No movies, just calculus 2022. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I mean, like, that's a really good segue into Clouds of Sales Maria. Do you want to christen a shopping mall in Nanking? No. An interview with an Italian magazine targeting active women, seduction after 40. No. <laughs> but it's the cover. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, this is Maria Anders' personal assistant. Maria Anders! Klaus is here to see you. I already told him no. He's a great director. Just hear him out. It's probably the best for generation. And the play tells a simple story. An older woman falls in love with a scheming girl that has her wrapped around her little finger. I played Sigrid when I was 18. For me, it was more than role. Sigrid and Helena are one and the same person. And because you were Sigrid, only you can be Helena now. So who's gonna play Sigrid? Joanne Ellis. She's a lot more interesting than her interviews and profiles. I will play the one who drives her to a suicide. <laughs> She's destructive, unpredictable. I know. I think she's probably my favorite actress. You mean more than me. I don't think it's company figures that are keeping you up at night. What's keeping me up then? Desire. For me, I think. This poor woman's all washed up. I mean your character, right? Not you. I'm asking you to get me out of this. He did sign a contract. Pulling out will cost you. the divorce. I feel alone and vulnerable. You've become too dependent on me. It's unhealthy. That's not true! You were everything I ever wanted to be as an actress. But it's time to move on. They're using you to humiliate me. If you allowed yourself to be manipulated, it's because you wanted it. So, like, yep. Colin, what was, what was your history? Um, with Clouds, I think I saw it. Um, there's a. Because I definitely saw it before I saw Personal Shopper, which I think I saw that, like, that one came out, um, like, straight to Criterion, I think, through their IFC deal. I think so to this one, mm-hmm. probably. Um, That's 2017. So like, uh, yeah, so I think whenever. Before Personal Shopper came out, I watched this. Mm-hmm. Um, and thought it was like very good and i remember being like um ex- like i i was like excited that kristen stewart was in it i think i um uh remember like just it being on like end of year list and stuff like that because that was something i was like mildly aware of and um just ended up watching it one night and was like, this is sick and this is like very cool. Uh, and then watching Personal Shopper, which I like, I probably should have rewatched Personal Shopper because in my mind, I liked it more. But then when I rewatched this yesterday, I was like, this is so good. I could be wrong or Personal Shopper could just be that much better. But mm-hmm. um, interesting. I, I am not a huge fan of Personal Shopper, though. I also haven't seen that movie since it came out. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah I, the, yeah, I was like really excited for it, and then was kind of disappointed. But, I mean, yeah, you know, but then... I saw that movie at the Philadelphia Film Festival, and I think it was like sandwiched in between uh, Tony Erdman and Manchester by the Sea. Or okay, something. sure. So it was like, wow. 
It's a weird wow. time. Weird yeah, uh, placing. <laughs> it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, SIS is someone that I do like a lot. Um, even like mm-hmm. people hate nonfiction. I think that movie is very good. <laughs> I missed that um, one. Yeah. yeah. That one I was the, like where Jesse and like our other two co-hosts of our podcast met at this mm-hmm. Toronto Film Festival where nonfiction played. It was like I had a ticket to see it at nine in the morning and then we like went too hard the night before so i was like i am not going to see this movie i'm sorry <laughs> mm-hmm. and like yep, a friend of yeah, ours was like i had to leave because i was so sick and <laughs> uh they were like i had only had iced coffee before that and was like truly <laughs> going to throw up and then i ended up watching nonfiction like in 2020 and uh, i think yeah. it's great it's so funny yeah. um but yeah also yes i think it's like very good as yeah. Yeah. and like watch too. network too that's the other new one that like yeah, that's no right and yeah. like i think that's pretty good yeah, um, I haven't like... seen the cut of that movie that was released because I saw it at TIFF before it got recut. But yeah, uh, and now he's like, no one like likes my new movie, so I'm just making Irma Vep again. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say this. Uh, yeah, Alicia Vikander's gonna be. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, um, insane cast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I'm actually I have a very similar history. Um, that I saw this on a bunch of year endless. And was interested in, I mean, we talked a lot of Kristen Stewart on our Twilight episode, mm-hmm. but it was more so the, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't seen Twilight at that age. Uh, I saw this like 2016, 2017. So a few years later, I think, yeah, same with you, that one personal shopper came out. I was, I was intrigued. Like, I can't remember either if I saw this first or personal shopper first, or if I, I saw them just like in a very similar time frame, and I was interested in seeing Kristen Stewart like take a more dramatic role and like you know something outside of Belle Swan that like you know because I hadn't seen anything before Twilight either. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and I just I had... oh, go ahead. yeah, and I just I I was like trying to think of like what I thought of it at the time because like I remember liking it. I just don't know if I understood it. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Um, it was one of those because, like, I saw this at, like sixteen. <laughs> but, yeah, it definitely was like, yeah. I, as much as I liked it at the time, I feel like I certainly saw new things in it this time. Yeah, certainly. I mean, certainly. I have not seen it since twenty fourteen. That's uh, like I. I don't know if I trust like a movie opinion I held before like 2020. <laughs> yes, where I was yeah, like, I just have to go is back. One, this is exactly because I know that Asayas is great, and I know that yeah. Kristen Stewart is great. Yes, uh, that I basically trusted myself. But yeah, I was really pleased to be like, oh no, this is still one of my favorite movies of that year. So yeah, yeah I was I just did... gonna say about Kristen Stewart that like I think. I think it was just, like, I I obviously knew she was in Twilight, but I think it was just, like, determined to be as unaware of anything surrounding Twilight as possible. But it was just, like, I'd seen her in Adventureland, and I was like, oh, yeah, she's sure. good in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I might have seen Into the Wild, actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, she was all over the place. Oh. Catch That Kid was, like, a favorite when I was a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I saw Into the Wild before or after this. I did. And also, um, I, I was like interested, you know, because like it was very well known that she had won the C- the Cesar. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. So it's yes. like, oh wow, this is like you caught my eye in like a bunch of directions. But someone I didn't know uh, was Julie Binoche, and I was like, who is this? <laughs> and uh, I never heard this person at the time. I think <laughs> what's crazy is I knew her because of Dane in real life. <laughs> 
I had seen Dan in real life, so I yeah. think I probably was like, oh, I guess that's the woman from Dan in real life. Yeah. I was like, she I, does yeah, other movies? I, <laughs> this is right, so right. cool. Yeah, oh, this, she, this wasn't her first thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, like and the no same idea. year, uh, the same year, she would be uh, with Godzilla. Uh, and I know, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the movie that she uh, specifically to prepare for Class of Silver. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've done certified copy on the show, and you know, it's, oh sure, yeah. So it's like, yeah, well. yeah. Well, and uh, a few years before uh, Cloud, she won the Best Actress Award at Cannes uh, for certified copy, and mm-hmm. you know. By this time, of course, like there's no real like measurement for her like improvement. Like she's already so well well regarded by Mm -hmm. uh, 2014, and it's just like a living legend that happens to be shepherding in uh, Kristen Stewart. Yeah, Juliette Binoche is one of the few people who, like, at this point, it's weird that she hasn't been the president of a Cannes jury. Truly. That's uh, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. year, people are like, is it time for Binoche <laughs> to do it? And I think it maybe got potentially pushed, because I think she did Berlin recently. Mm, uh, yeah. So they got it. They can't be copycats. They gotta wait a little bit. <laughs> Give us some distance. I did... I did find my – I didn't know that it went back this far, but I did have a letterbox log for my first viewing of Cloud Sissel's Maria, and it was November of 2017. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was August that year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was really interesting to, like, see it because it didn't get released till 2015. So I, yeah. like, saw it in December and then, like – the next December, Kristen Stewart won that New York Film Critics Circle uh, Best Supporting mm-hmm. Actress Award. Uh, and it's so interesting, like, like, festival dates and release dates, I'm sure you guys are well aware of this, like, they're Mandela effects, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like, like sure. um, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But, I have chosen, finally, after a while of, like, being fairly uh, militant about, like, no, these, you know, this, this is kind of a standard. We should use the year it was released in the United States because that that's where we live. I am pretty much uh, mostly due to like weirdness because of the pandemic and stuff moving to digital. Just totally Certainly. eschewed U.S. releases. Yeah, and now with no movies twenty twenty two, you're like no more dates, yeah. no yeah. no years at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, if I do see a movie this year, then I actually saw it last year or next year. <laughs> yeah. Everything is, everything is piled in. It's the letterbox review date. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ty, how about yourself? Uh, Clouds of Sills Maria. Uh, I I think like Colin, I watched it um, b- before I knew I was going to see Personal Shopper. So I just checked April 2017. Um, wow. cause I, yeah. I remember I saw personal shopper in theater. Um, so it must've got a limited release here in Chicago. Um, but yeah, so I, I was like, just probably checked out the director's, uh, filmography. I didn't know who Asias was at that point and, uh, watched Clouds of Sills Maria beforehand. And I really loved it at the time. And I, upon then seeing personal shopper, I, also liked uh, Clouds of Sills Maria a lot more. Um, personal Shopper didn't really connect with me. Would like to rewatch that at some point to yeah, see, see that if that's still the case for me. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I loved it then, and I love rewatching 
uh, Clouds of Maria now. Um, and interesting at that point too, early 2017, I'm trying to remember if at that point I would have seen Kristen Stewart in anything else. I don't think so, because I also m completely missed out on the whole Twilight saga, never seen any of them sure. still. I mean, um, certain women is... I didn't see uh, that till last okay, year. Yeah, sure, that came out. That was it's, the Sundance before Personal yeah. Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw that one. That's a great movie, too. Yeah, um, And also, I had never seen Juliette Binoche uh, at that point, um, besides Godzilla. Mm -hmm. uh, um, so oh, this... yeah, I guess I've also seen Godzilla by the time <laughs> I saw Godzilla's movie. I saw that yeah. for a... Uh, friend's birthday, I believe. I'd like to think, like, someone saw Julie Binoche and uh, Godzilla and be like, I must get into French cinema. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's your gateway. I'm trying to think. I feel like it is possible that Godzilla is the last movie that I saw in 3D. Wow. <laughs> I saw an IMAX, which wow. was awesome. Uh... What have I seen? That's very interesting. I'm trying to think what the last movie I saw in 3D was. Yeah, Did you see no Long idea. Day's Journey Tonight in 3D? Oh, you're right. What? I, see. I saw that, that movie twice in 3D. in 3D. That was, I mean, the intent for that movie is 3D at the, you know, there's like the big switch in the middle of yes. that movie, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it goes Icon's a lunatic. Yeah. I simply yeah. have never stopped taking myself for not seeing it at TIFF that year. Yeah. Where yeah. instead, like, a friend and I were like, oh, maybe we'll go to see, like, the new Z Xavier Dillon movie and, like, try and get in. And they were like, no, nah, we'll just, like, hang out at the bar. It's like, I could have seen this movie that I watched, like, uh, last year and fell in love yeah. with in really 3D. It would have been so sweet. Was it John F. Donovan that played the same Yeah, it was John F. Yeah, Donovan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have heard that he has started working on a new movie, though it might be a little while before sure. it's done. Yeah. Take your time, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... The thing about Asias, like, I've seen a few. Um, mm -hmm. Like, I've seen a good handful. Like, uh, I think Demon Lover is is a blind spot, but... Yeah. Um, you know, I've done Irma Vep, uh Summer Hours, Personal Shopper. Yeah, hours and for to prepare for this, I did Cold Water. And I've liked all of them to, like, great extent. Cold Water is yeah. the only other one I've seen. Cold Water used to be my favorite. I really like that one. We talked about yeah. that on the podcast, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's the one that they was, he, that's like uh, his U.S. Yeah, go home, basically. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. part of that same yeah. uh, anthology. Yeah, I love that one. It's like a. Uh, I mean, I, I did truly. It used to be my favorite Asayas. Like after I had seen all these, and then uh, mm -hmm. I rewatched it. I was like, oh, this is like cool. It's okay. It's the soundtrack music, is insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the same thing with U.S. Go Home, the Claire Denis. Like, yeah. it's a yeah. crazy soundtrack. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's the TV movie, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, They're yeah, all, yeah, it, like... Yeah, they were, it was... I feel like Andre Teshine is the other kind of name director who was part of that anthology. It's sort of like their Drillieben. Around for a while, and uh, I feel like was kind of... I think Andre Teshine is thanked in this movie. I feel like he was kind of like a mentor to us, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and I think my, my favorite might be Irma Vep by now. Like, it's... Irma Vep, so yeah, sick. I need to see so Irma sick. Vep. I'm yeah. sure it's good. I'll watch is... it before the show comes out. I mean, that's like a crazy movie that is just so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one, yeah. I think, is maybe my favorite also. 
I do mm-hmm. love this one a lot. Um, it's really frenetic. I mean, that one. This, this yeah. one is my favorite. Having um, not seen these, but but yeah, I mean, Demon Lover. I'm like, as I talked about phone booth, I'm trying to go back and do like <laughs> 20 years catch up of movies that came out in 2002, and that one I'm like stoked to get to. 2002 is an underrated year. Yeah, too. It's um, truly some heat yeah. in that year. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my favorite Spielberg's. My never report catch yeah. me if you can. Here. Um, but no, I mean, like Asias, like always seemed like somebody um, that you know I can. I feel like you can say the same thing to like Oscar Farhardy. That it's like the, when they have a new movie coming out, they're already in the festival lineup. Yeah, yeah, they're just like sure. a place mm-hmm. is reserved for them. Yeah, though Asias has moved around a little bit. He's been at Venice. He's done out of competition at Cannes a few times. Uh, I guess, like, the last two were at Venice, and the last yeah. few before that had been in competition at Cannes. Uh, but, yeah, he is certainly, he. all of his movies are going to open at a major festival. Mm-hmm. will be funny to see if, like, this year Cannes does the We're Gonna Show two episodes of Irma Vep. That'd be really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait if there's going to be a debate. I, don't know. I guess uh, they could. I guess they could do the top of the lake thing and be like, "We're going to show, show all of all. them consecutively." <laughs> mm. Or like, what was the Nick Reffin, the Nicholas Reffin show? Yeah, they, but, well, that one's the, crazy. No, the Nick Reffin one. They were like, "We didn't they show one, two, four, and yeah, five? they showed like yeah, three, like, like like just random episodes." Yeah. Um, <laughs> to die young. That's, that's so baller. good. <laughs> yeah. is, is it really? I <laughs> watched <laughs> a half of it, but it's so good. I still need I, to see that. It's so good. I mean, I love Reffin, <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's like his. If you watch, like, <laughs> this is such a tangent to go on, but if you like watch Drive and you're like, this is cool, and then you watch Only God Forgives, and you're like, this sucks, you will not like anything else. But if you're like, Only God Forgives <laughs> is like interesting, and then you watch Neon Demon, like I did, and you're like, this is incredible, uh, <laughs> then you will love uh, Tool to Die Young because it just is his thing turned up to like you know 11 or whatever it's yeah. so distinctly him it's so good my first uh reffin experience was freshman year at college i went to like a house party and we were all like extremely fucked up and somebody put on valhalla rising That's and i was like <laughs> i was like what the hell is this like i had never seen anything close to a movie like that at that time I was like, someone starts ripping too out much. their own eye yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, I was like this is the worst movie I have ever seen and then I watched Drive and I was like oh this is the best movie I've ever seen <laughs> I mean Too Old to Die Young has like people complained about that show because Miles Teller spits too much and it's like that is the vibe of the show he like he never talks and only spits and it's so funny I mean I think I would right, rather watch Miles Teller spit than listen to him talk. Yeah, right, I mean, but yeah. there's like a s- episode that ends with like Hideo Kojima <laughs> cutting someone's pinky off with a katana, oh and it's just there's like so much stuff happening in every episode. <laughs> Cancel the podcast. We're watching this right now. Right, right, right. So good. <laughs> Can't recommend it at all. <laughs> Right, yeah, and we're that... back. We just got <laughs> yeah. all of Too Old to Die Young. <laughs> yeah, this is now officially Too Old to Podcast. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, truly a dream to do a podcast on that. You know, I, I personally didn't look anything up beforehand just in case you guys had already had some thoughts on Cans 2013. You're kind of looking back oh, on oh, anything like that. Um, 
I mean, it's a weird year because, like, as I said, it or twenty fourteen, like, yeah, yeah twenty fourteen yeah. is yeah, it? Because yeah, it, the U.S. releases fifteen. It's like, as I said, it is the last can that I was not aware it was happening while it was happening. Uh, I mean, oh, that's the it's the maps to the stars year. That movie well, rules. Yeah, I yes. agree. I agree. But there's another um, movie that was that yeah, year. <laughs> Oh, I mean, yeah, Cullen's got a favorite this it's year. It's the Foxcatcher year, <laughs> which is yes. a, one of my favorites. It's I haven't good. seen that. It's, oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah, that yeah, movie's it's incredible. A, it's a weird year. Um, Jaylon wins the palm. Jaylon, yeah, he. I like Jaylon, but haven't seen that movie. There's uh, The Wonders, the Alice Rohrwacher movie's good. Uh, I mentioned already Two Days, One Night, and Mr. Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mommy the Dolan, I liked at the time, but it's, it's tough to imagine me still liking that. No, nah, that's um, good. There's a Ken Loach no like one's one. ever heard of. Force Majeure. Yeah. In certain regard. Yes. Yeah, that wins on certain regard. The, the other Brady Corbett uh, movie. I mean, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, it. <laughs> but actually, there's another movie that I think I must have seen in 3D after Godzilla, which is Goodbye to Language, which is just, like, it's mind-blowing in 3D. I can't imagine <laughs> watching it at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like, I love Bertrand Bonello, but haven't seen Saint Laurent. I need to, um, there's the Michelle Hosnavicius artist follow-up that, uh, <laughs> fucking tanked. It's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid year. I mean, like a lot of those movies, Jesse said, I think are great. Yeah. Yeah. I think I only confused this year first for the previous year uh, because we've done Blue is the Worst Color. And uh, yeah, that's sure. that kind of made all the headlines uh, the year yeah, before. 2014, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? I'm wrong. Uh, Force Majeure did not win the uh, um, Uncertain, Uncertain regard. regard. It was uh, White Dog, the Cornell Mundruxo film. <laughs> Uh, that's like a, it's a pretty big, uh, UCR, like you, speaking of Refn, you've got, uh, the Ryan Gosling, uh, Lost River, Ooh, mm. which I think they said, like, we specifically did not put this, uh, movie in competition because we were like, this is too similar to Refn, Yeah, not gonna play well. Um, <laughs> Everyone I think hated only God Forgives had been in UCR the year before. You've got Yaoya, the... Mm. Lisandro Alonzo with Vigo Mortensen. Um, yeah. But yeah, Map to the Stars is so good. Yeah, it's yeah, great. It's yeah. It was the, uh, I think, Jane Campion looks like the president this year? Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. That's a, that's a cool pick. <laughs> yeah. Winter um, Sleep for Palm. I, I've been <laughs> thinking about going to Winter Sleep, uh, but yeah, it's... Um, it's... Uh, Kaylon's a weird guy because, like, Wild uh, Pear Tree, which was his latest film, I think is incredible. Uh, and we talked about climates on an episode. Um, but then, like, I don't like Once Upon a Time in Anatolia that much. And people are sort of mid on Winter Sleep to where I'm, like, kind of nervous to go to it. Yeah, but... Winter Sleep, I feel like people are like, it's fine, but it's not the one that should have won the palm. I mean, yeah. that happens a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, but yeah, Wild Pear Tree is that, great. Uh, played it can in 2014 that i really like uh that was a special screening at international critics week is a movie that i caught up with last year uh 
Melanie Laurent's, uh, I think, sophomore directorial feature, uh, Breathe, which is like a, a story about... Uh, not the Andy Circus directed. Uh, <laughs> no, not <laughs> that. It's about uh, two young French women who, like, become friends and then become not friends. Uh, but, it, you know, that's kind of a, a story you've seen. But I think it's done quite well. It's Tales of Oldest Time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this looks great. Yeah. yeah. Hadn't heard of it before now. Yeah, I like... She is someone who... I I saw that movie because I was considering, when I was at TIFF, seeing um, her new movie, uh, which premiered there, The Mad Women's Ball. And because I liked Breathe, I saw that. And that movie, which came out this year on Amazon uh, and no one saw, is also pretty good. Uh, she is someone who I'm interested to see. I think her next thing, which she was going to do a little while ago, is... Uh, like a big historical epic with the Fanning sisters. Wow. Oh, uh, cool. Because she's, she's already done that other movie with Elle Fanning, uh, Peter Dinklage. Oh, oh right. the Pizzolatto uh, one? Yeah. Yeah, which I haven't seen, but I've heard is not good. And That's what I yeah. believe that she. Pizzolatto is just like yeah. vibe poison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though, like, no sure bet in the world that True Detective Season 2 is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's called The Nightingale, supposed to come out this year. The lives of two sisters living in France are torn apart on the set of World War II, starring Elle and Dakota Fanning. Mm. Pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, then the movie goes on to premiere at uh, TIFF and New York. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, and I, I think it's interesting with something like this that always gets unanimous year-end praise and and then it's just like mm-hmm. it's it it just feels so universally um loved mm-hmm. that's just like no there's no like backlash or anything i don't, I don't know if sure. like, i read cool. read anything of uh of like no controversy you know it's just like yeah, something sure. that all the pieces came together yeah the i mean it's like you know it now. you know the, mm. yeah that's true also just yeah, like the normies true. didn't see Claude sure, yeah. Maria. Yeah, yeah i'm yeah, sure yeah. they would have been like what is this uh, but, you know, they're not going to see an Olivier Assayas movie, even if, you know, especially because, like, at that point, no one was going to see a movie because Kristen Stewart was in it. Cause she was I like, know. This That's is so her funny. first movie, I think, since Twilight. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I think like, in between that... uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2 ended and, and this, I think Camp X-Ray was... Camp X-Ray, that's right. That's at Sundance the same year as this. And so then, yeah, like... Because Pattinson, I think Cosmopolis is the same year as yeah. Breaking Dawn Part Two, and so he, it's you like know, gets it. the kind of on her yeah. turn really quick. And it takes her, and like by the time she's doing this, he's doing another Cronenberg, mm-hmm. uh, which is so. Good. Also, there was uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Mm. Wow, right? So we all yeah. remember where we were. I, uh, saw the first half of in a class in high school and then was sick the day that they played the second half. And okay. Never had any motivation to watch the half that I did. Uh, yeah, you're like, please let me go to school sick. I need to see how it is. <laughs> you're like hacking up and like, yeah, I'm still trying to concentrate. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, it's interesting to look at Kristen Stewart going to this and and just like winning the Cesar is such a big deal. Um, and then you know we feel like we take her so much seriously now. Um, and it's yeah, I mean she's great. Yeah, she's one of yeah. our finest. I mean, one of our yeah. We don't need to get into the movie that she's in this year, but I did watching this movie and how good she is in it made me uh, even more frustrated with that movie. Mm. <laughs> a movie that I think she is fine in, but hate. Yeah, it seems to me. <laughs> We're talking around something, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can say the name Spencer. Okay, so you can only say it two more times now. Uh, that's A great movie that she is great yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, like now she's mm-hmm. working with Cronenberg, so that's going to be great. Yeah, uh, obviously a For lateral sure. move in terms of auteurs. Yeah, <laughs> you're considering Stephen Knight the auteur. Yes, exactly right. I, I mean, I, because it had been so long, I just didn't really remember what it was, other than that, like Benoche is playing an actress and. Uh, Kristen Stewart is her assistant, so I, I didn't. I was, I was did not remember that like so much of it was actually. Uh, even though she's playing like Benoche's playing a movie star, has been in big movies, is built around this play, yeah. uh, which uh, Maloya's Snake, uh, mm-hmm. which is you know it's it's always an interesting thing, and it you know I think very early on. In the, our, sorry, what I was going to say is it's like it, eventually you realize like the Maloya snake is like a cloud formation that happens in Sils Maria. So like obviously there's like an element of the play in the movie and the movie that are be kind of being kind of brought together. But then it's just so interesting because like everything that you, you get a few pieces of the play but then, like, basically any interpretation that anyone ever gives of the play is, like, immediately called into doubt. I mm-hmm. mean, like, pretty early in the movie when um, the Lars Eidinger character is trying to convince her to do it, uh, he says the thing of, like... Uh, you know, Klaus, Klaus, Klaus. Yes, Klaus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he says the thing of, like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, Helena and Sigrid, they're they're the same. And so that, it makes you, it kind of, uh, I'm failing for a word. It kind of, like, brings, it, it makes it easier considering how the movie ends to, like, consider ways in which, like, Stuart and... Benoche are are in some ways kind of playing uh, it, it, you know it just makes you go like oh are they the same and then obviously the end of the movie is like did Kristen Stewart ever exist uh, <laughs> but it so is just crazy. like it's interesting that like you have that but then immediately Benoche like clearly even though she agrees to do the play is kind of like he's sort of full of shit and like a- anything that anyone says about this play everyone else is like no you're wrong yeah um, it's mm. so funny. And then, like, the parts that you hear of the play are like, this doesn't sound very good. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Benoche even at times is like, this maybe is bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, it's almost like uh, the 
20 year younger version of uh, uh, Maria right likes the material and it's just like she's yeah. now just coming to realize like maybe the text um, can suffer under any other it can suffer under any actress not just her uh, playing the older role and um, Joanne playing the younger role it's just like nobody can make this work it's doomed by the start mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it is that was like similarly when I was watching I was like oh I did just like forget a lot about this yeah. Um, mainly how funny it is where the scene where they go see the Chloe Grace Moretz movie, yes. uh, where she's so like, uh, <laughs> he's like, I've been reporting directly to Sargon. I was like dying laughing. And, and then, then the scene, the, the, the after scene, scene right yeah. after that. Yeah, yeah. Where Kristen Stewart mm. is like, no, you don't get it. It's so yeah. cool. What she's doing is so brave. I think that's like, badass. Oh yeah. I've yeah. heard so many people make this exact same but argument I mean... about <laughs> insipid garbage. But the con- like that is what is so fascinating about this movie is like. Yeah, I mean it's interesting because it's not like the movie is not like taking a side on. It is funny that like literally every Hollywood movie that is mentioned in this seems to involve mutants. It's like yes, yes, it's always like, X-Men. I did a mutant movie. The Chloe Grace Moretz is a mutant movie. The Brady mm-hmm. Corbett movie is a mutant movie. Yeah, the um, but like just that you have Kristen Stewart as like she's not fully what um, the Joanne character is of like a tabloid monster. Right, yeah. Um, but you do but have her you as know, this, this, like... happened after the Snow White and the Huntsman stuff. Sure, exactly. All but, the Pattons and stuff. And it's just so fascinating, like, what the conversations of Kristen Stewart defending this actress who's, like, trying to do, like, honest, uh, humanistic work in mm-hmm. a franchise system yeah. as, like, uh, I was trying to do this in Twilight, <laughs> like, a defense, almost... <laughs> And then you just have so much of, like, Bonoche's stature as, like, a legend in French cinema in real life and then also in the movie. Um, And you have uh, Stewart taking, like, the sideline in a way and, like, the defense of Moretz is just so fascinating. I think uh, Moretz is someone who people who like this movie are like, the movie's great, she's not so good, (laughs) and my defense is... She is good. She's so funny. The yeah, scene at really the end good. is so funny. Yeah, yeah, she's doing exactly what she needs to do. It's mm-hmm. great. She she knows yeah, the role. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I yeah. don't know that I've seen her be good in any other movies, but, you know, oh well. I, so movie. I got to comment on – we can get into Chloe Grace Moretz for a second if we'd <laughs> like. Um, I was doing um, a little – I was watching a, a few interviews – before this, and uh, one of them took place at Cannes, I think, right after the world premiere. And they were introducing everybody, like uh, Olivia Science, you know, like uh, competed for the Palm a few years ago for Carlos. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, they were reading off Julia Pinoche's uh, Academy Award nominations, you know, one for the English patient, and then they get to Chloe Grace Moretz, and they're like, one for best fight for Kick Ass. That's funny. <laughs> I like at the MTV Movie Awards. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's good. Oh, I, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, and it's, and it's like with the French narration, it's like what's we, but uh, yeah, very funny. <laughs> or the translation, but um, yeah. I mean, it is just a very funny. Like, I think uh, the sort of split you see between her and the scene where she's basically like, as they call out in the movie, just there to flatter 
Benoit with um, when she's with Johnny Flynn and they're both just like, we love your stuff so much. And she's like this respectful person. And then when they're about to do the play and she's like, why are you giving me notes? You do not yeah, know anything. Yeah, yeah. I um, do not care about you or the character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, is, was that all an act that she had this high I mean, it's just, yes, Miranda, that is what, yeah. what is so like funny and fascinating about her. There is, I mean, there's just so much to like dive into. I think Asayas as, as I was watching it, I was like, it is funny to compare this with um, Personal Shopper and nonfiction as these, like, three movies. <laughs> and even, like, Irma Vep, you can get into with, like, how it plays with reality and, like, what Maggie sure. Young is in that movie as, like, herself and as not. And, like, how the people react to her. Um, and you can do the similar things with Benoche here. But what was so fascinating to me is, like, his thoughts on technology <laughs> and like there's the scene where she uh after the writer dies like at the beginning and she's like there's comments on it and it's yeah, like yeah. wise guy 666 was the username <laughs> that i thought was so i mean funny. this is like the scene it's like you know just comments in the it's like the scene in the last season of succession where kendall's like uh read me some tweets yes exactly uh, yeah Nick bad tweet bad tweet uh, yeah uh, yeah. but the, is, and, uh, and like it's so funny when uh I mean you see Benoche when she hears that uh Joanne is the other actress is gonna be in it, she just looks her up on Google Images yeah. yes, and then yes. later uh Chris and Stewart's like, Didn't you look her up? And she's like, I just looked at the pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love like, the old then, um like it starts with like getting the X-Men movie removed from IMDb and like there's always mm-hmm. this right, disdain yeah. immediately established. Yeah. And then, like, you have also, I mean, it is also just such a, uh, like, what do you, like, just, like, a, t- a keepsake of t- a time of, like, Stuart with, like, the wooden case on the iPhone 4, and she's got the <laughs> iPad with, like, the broken glass background, and it's like, come on, what are we doing here? And then, um, but, like, with nonfiction, you have so much, obviously, Personal Shopper is all about, like, connection through people through tel- telephones and like mm-hmm. cell phones in the modern interiority world. And, um, yeah, yeah. exactly and um but then nonfiction, you have his sort of relationship to like not comment trolls but like that world of like online criticism and then also modern movies as you have here where it's like there's the big famous scene in nonfiction where the guy's like, I lied about getting a blowjob during some like Michelle Hanukkah movie. Yes. Uh, but it was actually The Force Awakens. <laughs> and it's like him lying to say that the movie is like more artistic. And yeah. I just, it's so funny to think about these three movies like in concert with each other. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah and um, I guess those, those three along with summer hours are the Benoja Seas movies. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well Benoche not in personal shopper, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, duh. <laughs> and, and you know, worth a movie that I think um it's a movie that it's lost a lot of steam since this year, but for me it's worth comparing just because it has similar views and it takes um cracks at, at the entertainment industry, which is which is Birdman. Um, just like considering what it has to say about, you know, like mainstream sure, I mean, cinema yeah, and like stuff. I, you know, but... I guess I saw Birdman this same year and like loved it and like mm-hmm. saw it again a couple of years ago and didn't. But yeah, it's like, it was funny. I guess I would have seen this like a 
a month after Birdman. It was, it was funny being like, oh, this is doing that same thing, but in a very different place. Exactly. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It is like the sort of peak of old directors like, what the fuck is Twitter now? Like, yeah. what do I have to worry about? <laughs> yeah. It's just adding, and it's also like adding stress to the characters' lives, and you can see like that. Yeah, exactly. Effect. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like how you were saying with of of this aesthetic being such a moment, I love the uh, the notes app old look. Yeah, I mean it is <laughs> at the very, very end. A throwback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, and I, I love... did forget about the the yellow legal pad Comic Sans notes app that used yeah. to be on every <laughs> Apple product. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. what yeah. were we doing? <laughs> <laughs> did we want this to just look like a legal? Yeah. Pad? yeah. <laughs> and it was like the U two icon used to look like a TV. It's yeah. Like a, you yeah. do not know what this is. <laughs> I love the photos app. Yeah, that one. No. yeah it is yeah, just yeah. it's a great uh, you know time capsule. I've I I've written down say... in, I've written down in my notes just iPads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of something that like stands out to me is like I don't know, it tends to bother me when I watch movies from like I guess I like the early 2010s is like the technology from then is like it stands out so much because it's like yeah they are using iPhones but like it feels so ancient compared to now mm-hmm. and it it almost like ages worse to me than like when you go back older than that and it's like almost like endearing seeing like older tech than that sure, sure. Like, I mean I bet in like the 80s they were like boy these 70s movies the tech looks like shit yeah. Right. But even if you just go, so this came out like 2014, 15, a couple years later to 2017 when Personal Shopper comes out, like, mm-hmm. I remember the phone use, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but I remember the phone use and that being like something people really loved, uh, how it yeah. was incorporated yeah. into the movie and just like the gap between these two, like it feel it feels kind of significant. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's also all the funny scenes where Benoche is like on Skype with her agent, <laughs> and yeah, he's like, "You gotta really do funny. this movie." <laughs> who is that? Guy? I don't know who he is. He's very funny. I did <laughs> yeah. like the second time he shows up at the end, where he's like, "You have to call them back." I was like, "This guy is good." <laughs> yeah, I wonder. It would be really funny if that just like is Benoche's American agent. Sure. Yeah, it's a friend. I mean, yeah. there's there are like just of the specifics of the aesthetics of this movie. Like my notes aren't like theories on what happens. It's mostly like thin cigarettes. Funny. Very thin cigarettes. I was like, yeah. what is the deal here? I have Julie Benotion track pants. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. Like uh, but no, yeah. It, there's that one scene when she goes to the agent and then like back to the cell phone, uh, Klaus is downstairs or something, and then it's like he's here, and it's like different lines of communication yeah. being mm-hmm. uh, yeah. tossed around, and it, and that's I think that's really what Asias um, sees in, in in modern cell phones and social media. It's just other ways to to communicate. Did you catch the oh, yeah. BlackBerry too. The BlackBerry is so the sick. Oh, that's one right. iPhone yeah, and yeah, yeah. BlackBerry Having on the other hand. Dual iPhone and BlackBerry. That, so, that was yeah. the vibe the, the for train. agents yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah. 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 BlackBerry movies are like a very favorite thing of mine of like <laughs> Ides of March and Margin Call. <laughs> You've got some primo BlackBerry usage and I love it every time. 
Hell yeah. Um, yeah, 2011. That's like, what a time. Yeah, that's like, we need to go yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. We need iPods with, like, the spinning wheel and Blackberries. Yeah, video They're, iPod uh, nanos. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. We didn't um, know how good we had it. Yeah. I mean, um, there is also, like, you have the... Just like still to tie it to like nonfiction, the conversation with the critic at the end where you like, or not a critic, I guess the interviewer, like the person profiling, uh, and he just like keeps running. He's like, You don't care at all that like all this is happening on the outside, and he has to keep like, No, it's like not what the movie or not what the play is. Um, it is, it's just very funny to see how Asayas thinks of these like the press, <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, you were yeah. saying, Cullen, like that. Most of your notes that uh, were not about like were, were just like cool things and not sure. like theories about what happened. It's not like I have like a bunch of theories about what happened either. It's more just like, and this was what I so appreciated about when I first saw it. I just love being able to live in that state of ambiguity. And like this movie, I think we we were saying before we recorded that like it kind of puts you in that like epilogue after Stuart has disappeared for longer mm-hmm. than you remember. It's like yeah, 20, same. 25 yeah. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. And she I, makes I such mean, an impact impact for the remainder. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, it's yeah. funny. The uh, I noticed that the I knew this time that the assistant who shows up uh, in London is uh, Claire Tran, who's been in a ton of Claire Denis movie. Like, she's been in all of them since Bastards, I think. Wow. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is, like, the sort of um, ambiguity and, like, almost dreamlike state that the movie puts you in. I forget about the the fades, like, how often he yeah. just was in the I was going to bring that fade. out, too, yeah. And yeah. it's so, like, interesting of just, like, never cutting, just, like, always, like, that fades to black and then, like, we're back yeah. in, like, always cutting to like the mountains and these landscapes yeah. afterwards. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it is just this sort of lulling feeling. Um, it's like the movie is like shutting its eyes on itself and then waking back up yeah. to, to a new set of circumstances. Yeah. I mean, it almost feels like the movie is like daring you to be like, Oh my God, Kristen Stewart was never real. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, obviously that's, <laughs> you know, like everything, much like every single thing that, uh, anyone tells Benoche or that Benoche says to anyone about uh, Maloya's mask, they're like, no, that's an oversimplification. It's like, obviously yeah. that's like an oversimplification too. But it is like, there's a lot of like, you know, there's like, uh, it's a weird pattern of there's like, is it, there's like a bunch of people in this movie who commit suicide. There's like mm. the, well, yeah. the old actress who played uh, Helena across from Juliette Binoche. Or no, she got... Did she get in a car crash? I, I thought it was suicide, I think. Yeah. Maybe it was. Well, it and also in the play, she commits suicide. Right, in the play, yeah, yeah, she yeah. commits suicide. And then, but uh, then, like, this... The playwright commits suicide. Christopher Giles' his wife. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. tries yeah, to commit right. suicide. Yeah. yeah, it is, yeah. like... It's a Dorothea. weird... Yeah, that's right. Theme, yeah, exactly. Which I think leaves you being like, is that what happened? But that also doesn't feel right. And so it does just, like... Ultimately, because it gives you so much of that epilogue, it allows you to kind of just get used to the idea of, like, these are just sort of different, you know, not necessarily different realities, but, like, these different parts of the movie just get to coexist, even if they don't totally gel with each other. Yeah. 
and it doesn't call also, attention to itself either. You know, like yeah, yeah, uh, the, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, um, Val leaving the movie doesn't be like, well, yeah. she wasn't uh, talking with Maria at this scene, and it's like, well, she must be talking to herself here, and then, um, you know, right? nobody, yeah, nobody, like, it's, it it's not like a Tyler like, Tyler Durden thing, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that I mean, scene, it, again, it's like it starts that's scaring you because, like, at the end of that scene, she is kind mm. of like uh, looking back and forth and like kind of making <laughs> different sides of the same argument, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "Val, Val, Val," <laughs> uh, but it is, it, yeah, and like ultimately that kind of coexistence of sort of non-compatible narratives is, I think, what like so uh, took me in. Uh, on that initial viewing, totally. You know, I think there's like a lot of other cool stuff. Because it's great true. that these two like don't really get along that well. You know, it's like they're. I mean, yeah, they, they do have their moments. <laughs> yeah. Butthead sometimes. And yeah, but like, and yeah. it is. It's funny. It's like what? What is their relationship? Yeah, How yeah, yeah. Exactly. Get hired because, like, so, yeah, it's like clearly they're like both too involved in each other's personal lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uh, the scene where Stuart like disappears is so captivating. I forget, yeah. like I remember that it happened, obviously, uh, but I didn't remember exactly the uh, the circumstance. And I, when it was happening, I was like, "Oh, this is the scene. This is so crazy!" And yeah. it's just such a like elegant moment of like her, the decision. Just like they go down this hill together after they're arguing, and then only Benoit comes up, and it's like, "What happened?" Right. <laughs> and uh, and then she's like, "Oh, this isn't like these aren't the clouds. Oh wait, they are. Never mind, never mind. Oh wait, it's the clouds." <laughs> and yeah. just like back and yeah. forth with herself. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is. I feel like it. I had a similar reaction like the first time that I saw certified copy. It's like it's sure. doing that that kind of the sort of trick of that movie is maybe that it does that thing more progressively of they kind of like but it does that same kind of thing of like including two non-compatible narratives uh, yeah I mean there is that the scene also like talking about how he uses fades the way he uses dissolves also mm-hmm. um, there's a scene where Stuart is like going to meet with the photographer and she's like driving in these hills as like the the fog's coming up and it's just like layering on top of each other, like the clouds and the car and her face and these like crazy windy roads. And she like oh, yeah. gets out and throws up and it's so crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah um, what that's a little bit like is it's like, uh, it, it reminds me of the beginning of uh, ghost dog, the Jarmish movie. Sure. It's like a little, it's shorter and it's a little more like aggro, but it's got that same kind of like a bunch of weird dissolves in a, while driving. Yeah. Another movie I love, and cars are kind of interesting too in the movie that they're these these like safe havens where like you know it's just transporting you from one place to the next, but yeah. also like I mean there's that really there's... Uh, funny bit where uh, Benoit is like, "Are you okay to drive?" And she's yeah. like, "I've had oh, the same amount of drinks as you." And she's yeah. like, "Yeah, exactly." And then she immediately backs into another car and, and then flees like, the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, there was a lot of comparisons at the time to Persona, from what I can read. And sure, that's yeah. pretty, sure. I mean, you know, you can clearly see that. Of, I mean, that, yeah, it, it is in that kind of vein of things, the Persona and Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And mm. I guess Always Shine is a couple of years after. This. Yeah. It's so like American indie kind of version. And that's like a more 
sort of. It's, you know, I, I like that movie fine, but that movie is not nearly as, like, graceful as this movie. No, yeah. Yeah, I like that we haven't seen this a bunch of times. They're all coming at this at, like, I saw this, like, many years ago. <laughs> now it's I mean, like yeah, we're just yeah. revisiting this I mean, now. It is a good one to get distance from, I think. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. yeah. You, it, it, like, I certainly, like, when I was watching it, uh, or preparing to watch it, I was talking to Jesse, and I was like, the uh, crazy thing would be if, like, one of us hates it <laughs> yeah. after we've, like, agreed to do this. And, yeah. uh, I, like, I'm, almost immediately those, like, fears were, yeah, know, same. Yeah. I, I, I like, again, I, there's enough going for this movie that I was pretty confident that I would still be into yeah. it. But I wouldn't have been shocked if I'd had, like, the reaction that I had the personal shopper later where it just, like, left me a little cold. Sure, uh, yeah, but yeah, sure. no, I immediately say, and it was just like, oh yeah, no, this is great. I love mm-hmm. this so much. And I, I both see exactly why I loved it when I first saw it and I'm loving it in new ways. It was a really rewarding rewatch. And yeah. it seems like you guys were pretty like hot on a, on Asias already. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I, I am in the pocket. I, I like kinda. most of his movies that I've seen. Yeah. Even though like, I, I do like love nonfiction, which is the one everyone hates, <laughs> but I still have not seen like. Wasp Network. I, I do yeah, need Wasp to fill Network in the gaps. Is, uh, it's, inter- it's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, but, like, it is... <clears throat> calling it, like, comparing it to Always Shine, but saying it's more graceful uh, here is a good call, because it is, like, a movie of sort of... Uh, not shocking, because I... I Maybe I just don't associate Asayas with these emotions in a way, but, like, even from the mm. beginning, when she gets the call that uh, the playwright died... Uh, and she's like trying to get Benoche's attention, and she won't look at her. Yeah. Uh, and she hits like right on the note, and it sort of just like pushes in to Benoche's face. It's like incredibly moving. And I mean, obviously, Benoche is such a good actor that yeah. she can communicate so much with her face, um, and does it so often in this movie. Like, but that scene, I was like, this is like devastating. And then the scene where she's talking to uh, the wife, uh, the widow, uh, mm. and she's like saying goodbye, mm. like giving her the the shawl or whatever it was that was the husband's. Yeah, it's like, yeah. uh, just like these really like delicate human moments, yeah, uh, true. that I, think, I yeah. was like really taken with. Um, I think summer hours is the closest in terms of like that particular. That one thing. is a blind spot. I do need mm. to see summer it's, hours. It's, it's quite good. It's yeah. Ocean, Jeremy Renier, who I always like. And... But then you also like, um, there's like these very like I I didn't write them all down just because I was like try not trying to like live with it but just like trying to experience these moments more as they happen. But there's like these little lines throughout like where she's uh, with Johnny Flynn and he's like you like gave a speech like at the BFI or whatever and you said this thing about like you uh not being allowed to regret anything and it's like this very like powerful little like mm. sentence <laughs> about like re- living with regret and then there's also mm-hmm. like no that's a really that's and then the the little uh coda to that is she's like oh yeah i don't remember saying that at all and he's like do you not agree with it anymore and he's like yeah. no i totally agree yeah with it. Like, it's a great thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then he's I, like well it might not have been that. verbatim or it's like he might have added yeah. words to it or left some out to the quote yeah. and then there's like it's just there's like these these little moments that he just is able to mine out um, when they're about to do the play, and you sort of just see Benoche silhouetted against the set, 
and it's like just this quick glance, but she's just like sitting and breathing, and like right before or maybe right after, um, she has that moment uh, with Brett's where she's like trying to give her the note and she just doesn't take it. And like as you've seen with Stuart, she can like be angry and like get back, but she just sort of takes it, and it is like this quiet, like devastating moment. Um, that is just, uh, it's just like, it's, it's, it's a stunning thing that he's able to do. And I think like visually, like, uh, we have to shout out York LaSalle, who's like mm. absolutely destroying every single scene, especially in the mountains. It's like, how do you get this to look this good? Yeah. Um, especially like broad daylight is just, yeah, it's looks just amazing. It's yeah. so gorgeous. Um, yeah. But the, um, yeah, there's just so many, there's so many little moments that I think like that are just like funny and cool and like uh very like evocative of a feeling like there's this it's such a specific thing but i guess everyone does it where she they're watching the moretz movie and she is taking her 3d glasses on and off yeah, and i'm like yeah, i've yeah, done yeah, that yeah. like yeah. cool like rigged dot the screen yeah. i'm like i always do that just to see how it looks without yeah. the 3d um that was another thing i was like, gonna oh, wait, mention earlier um when we were talking about like 3d movies Yes. I was like, I was about to say, I just recently watched the, uh, from that era that featured 3D, like, in the movie. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was totally this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's and it made me, like, remember, like, at some point, like, 3D has, like, completely gone out of fashion. Like, I remember it was really being pushed hard in, like, the 2010 range when they were, like, even trying to get 3D in your house and stuff. Post Avatar boom, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like by the time Long Jane's Journey into Night happens, it's like he's doing 3D, and <laughs> yeah. like it works, but it is weird <laughs> that it's happening at that point. Um, and I mean, hey, listen, yeah, we got Avatar right. two on the horizon. It's gonna hell it's gonna, yes, it's coming back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jim, 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 Jim. You know? Maybe someone will do something interesting with it going forward. I mean, I, I you know, I mentioned. Godard, that movie is just like there is the thing that is like uh, there's the, the scene in Goodbye to Language where it's like the two cameras that are shooting the 3D footage po- start pointing and panning in different directions and it's just like this is the most insane thing I've ever seen what a lunatic uh, yeah no. I do also like, I'm just I such mean, a sucker for like chapters and like splitting this into sure. the parts in the epilogue, yeah. epilogue i'm like so so sick uh yeah and then I, also speaking i remember having that, the same the same thought yeah. when uh guadagnino suspiria came out where it's just like sure, okay, yeah i, I, I like this a little bit more when when you I, know but... i get mad when someone who i don't like like sure. guadagnino does it. <laughs> uh, yeah. any movie can do that and it's like okay half star more <laughs> i mean look <laughs> Last Duel does it and it's great. Yeah. Round the Man does it and it's very funny. I mean, Von Trier is just like does it ironically. It's very funny. <laughs> the chapters um, have chapters. Yeah. There is um, there's the moment where she's like trying to sell her on doing um, the play. Like after she like comes back with a haircut. I think it's like right after part two. Um, but she's like Stewart's like describing everything. She's like she's such a good actress. Like, there's all this stuff that she's bringing to it. And she's like, he's a sick director. And I was like, this is me. Yeah, I say this all the time. <laughs> and, and, you know, just to... It's a good thing that you brought up appearances. 
um, with that haircut that's just like a very mm-hmm. drastic Close change. Crop, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then comparing that with Val, where it's like she always has the same, like her hair is done the same, like the outfits aren't really yeah. transformed all There's that much. Cool yeah, and then like you have at the end in that scene that Cullen was talking about, where she's driving to meet the guy at the lake, who's wearing a really sick like sweater jacket or something that I love. I do think it is just like speaking of the fashion. There's like the moment um, at the end after Stewart disappeared. You see Benoche at the hotel wearing a sweater with like I can't I didn't remember if it was like the same sweater or if it's just like it's a sweater that has the same exact logo and like pattern as one that Stuart was wearing earlier. Mm. And it's like, I mean, just another layer to everything of like, what is yeah. happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the big scene that I was like, this is insane is after you've already seen, uh, the like EMTs or whatever, go up to where the, uh, the playwright was like, as they're sort of talking about that he like committed suicide and it's like this spot on the mountains and they have to pick him up out of the snow. And then like later on, they are basically in the same exact spot taking a nap. I'm like, this is so crazy. How can you do this? Yeah. Yeah. And taking a nap in the grass is so wonderful. I I think that that's the, um, the part where they're woken up. Like you have the lamb. um, Yeah. Yeah. The lamb. They have to get on the bus and they're like, Yeah. She's like, I know it's shortcut, and she's like, I don't know yeah. if it's a shortcut, but we're going downhill, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and she's like, uh, we'll keep going away, and then we'll just get to the bus. Yeah, yeah. And then Stewart's just sleep. Yeah, that shot where Stewart's just like sleeping on the bus is really, I really like that shot. Yeah, the I mean the interiors are also like incredible. I was thinking it as I was watching it, and they're like they're going through and rehearsing this play over and over again. And I was like, do I like know anything about plays? <laughs> and I was like, I did see a play, but it was kind of a weird play. Like, cause I was just in New York for, or just, it was October or whatever. <laughs> uh, but I was in New York for, um, the film festival and saw a play when I was there. And it's called, is this the New the, York film festival? Yes. This is New no, York just, film festival. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> um, at, at New York in the Big Apple, uh, we took a bite. Uh, <laughs> the city that never the, sleeps. Yeah, we were at the Joker Steps. Everyone yeah. was there. <laughs> Did um, you get the uh, I Heart NY? Of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was this play called the the Lemon Trilogy or Lemon Trilogy, obviously. Um, and it is this crazy set where it's just this big glass cube where it's these three actors who play every single role, and things will happen, and they'll just spin the cube around and do it in other places and i was like that is like maybe not what every place like I right, right. Compare. yeah i mean i think when you said you thought <laughs> they're all like weird. This. most yeah. plays are weird but i guess maybe not in that specific way but then I mean, when you do see the play they are doing like weird stuff this is what it was and i was like at the end it was these big yeah. glass cubes and i was like this is like the play i saw <laughs> i was like maybe i do know what i'm talking about, about yeah <laughs> but no yeah i'm, I'm yeah. the exact same that i just know the formality of of a play because i've sure, seen it yeah. so much depicted on film um yeah, yeah. But I've never actually seen are, one performed. And the SIS has has then commented upon that he has an entire work written out, this entire play. Um Sure. Yeah, which is kinda cool. That it's yeah. just well realized. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you know, Pella hasn't seen it yet, but one the best movie of this year is about people uh, rehearsing and then acting in a play. Uh, drive my car. Oh, uh, so yeah, good. yeah. Uh, it hasn't come near me yet. Either. Oh, sure. uh, that's too bad, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, it's, it's so good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, movies about plays are, like, generally cool. There's one that I, I didn't even know existed but i now really want to see is i think it's stephen cohn's first movie and it stars josephine decker as like a grad student in a theater program directing undergrads and i'm like that must be so sick <laughs> wow that's all that, those are like that sounds yeah that sounds amazing um and then like austin pendleton is in it jeez and, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but yeah, there's like, there's, I, I do think, um, it is such a dense movie. There's the, mm, yeah, like the whole thing with Johnny Flynn and Moretz, like them meeting up at this like brunch or whatever, where they're playing the harpsichord <laughs> and he's like, I've never like appreciated music, uh, or appreciated yeah. handle. He's like, uh, I haven't been this moved by art in so long. And uh, I was just like, this is crazy. Uh, but then also just the way. <laughs> the other sort of uses of music in the movie. There's like Mm -hmm. the big, not climactic, but just these big moments that are all set to Packle Bell's canon. And it's like, what is the deal here? I love that song. It's such an odd choice. It it feels like it's from a different movie, but like not in a way that doesn't work. You know, most of the movie uh, doesn't have any kind of musical score. So like, yeah, when there is music in it, it's that. There's no real score either. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the only other real music thing is just like that weird, uh, like kind of techno-y stuff that's playing during that. Stuart driving. Yes, movie. yes, when she's in the car. Yeah, that's a crazy mm-hmm. song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I do have, like, a... F- I, I do love the, um... The sort of insert of the archival footage of, like, here's what the Malaya mm-hmm. snake is, like, mm-hmm. here's what these clouds look like. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. obviously, the moment when you see the snake formation happen, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just, like, other sort of slight digressions that it has that I think are funny are when Stuart does, like, the two-finger whistle. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and when they're talking about Harrison Ford, and she's like, Harrison was nice. Like, yeah. uh, who's the director? Sidney Pollack. She's like, he yeah, was, he Pollock, was like, yeah. tough, but, like, Harrison was always nice and, like, winks at them, and it's like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and they laugh about the movie afterwards. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, and oh, I what is it the... called? I didn't write it down. It's like a Beetle yeah. on its back. Uh, Beetle yeah. on its back. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds right. title. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's kind of like that bit in Bean Child Malkovich where it's like, I never played a thief in a movie. It's just like, oh, I love you in that movie when you were a thief. Yeah. Um, the Jewel Thief. Yeah. The Jewel Thief, yes, yeah. Um, you know, and of course, like, one of the great um, hypnotic works of the movie is, like, when you can't discern whether they're running lines or not. And it's just yeah, like they, right. they're yeah. lashing out at each other if it's just, like, repressed feelings for one another or if it's really... Mm-hmm. Um, the two the two lead roles for the women in the yeah. play. It's I do. Know, yeah, I mean any pretty any, that's what's any like really captivating any movie where you're rehearsing a play and then it's blurred the the yeah. lines of the play and the lot like Matthias Pinheiro does that a lot. Any any time that's going to be good. Yeah, I think when I did first see it, I was like not keeping track of what the differences were and like 
this time I was like, what was I thinking? Like, obviously, this is so clear. <laughs> like, you know, the the intent is to blur the line, and you can, like, feel what he's doing. But I was like, mm-hmm. obviously, this is what the play is. Like, I'm being, I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the rehearsal then, scenes are definitely, like, up there with my favorites. Yeah. I was thinking that, I think, I mean... I know it is a bit, not a hot take, I guess, because this movie, like you were saying, isn't really discourse. I know that there is a bit of a consensus that people are mixed, at least, on the epilogue. And oh, really? I think that is, like, some of my favorite stuff. I think, like, hmm. uh, Stuart... Do you know if that was a, I mean, you know, kind of a weird question, but do you know if that was a take when this came out, or if it no, was No, no, like... I mean, I, have, uh, I, I just, like, browsing Letterboxd after I watched Got it, like, it. seeing people that weren't... Um, into it and like I had heard that like from just talking about the movie in the past um but I think like uh up from like right before Stuart leaving I'm trying to think of the chronology because they there's the suicide attempt and then after that Stuart disappears basically right yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so I think like maybe even just like from it's hard to discern there is, I do, uh, like, I'm trying to think of, like, what the breaking point of when my favorite stuff starts, but I'm just going back further and further. I, do, I just, I do love the epilogue a lot. Like, I think yeah. everything sort of being seen in the wake of the Stuart disappearance and mm-hmm. also um, the wake of the, the wife, the suicide attempt, like... The way that it plays mm-hmm. both of those things is very fascinating. And then at the end, I do just think it's so funny that, like, in his streak of hopping into European, like, art house movies, we yeah. have Brady Corbet yes, pop yes. up at the end. Um, um, which, well, I, I do want to talk about Brady Corbet. But, you know, <laughs> when you see, which I don't know who has said that recently, um, uh, when Claire Tran answers, enters the scene, it's like something is off a little bit. That's not Kristen sure. Stewart. Right. Um, you know, assisting, um, Maria with, with like, she's, it's not like she's great, right? Because it's like, anyone can be an assistant to any actor, I feel, that's like, clearly established that she's not exceptional, but it's more, um, she always kept Maria grounded. And and it's like you guys mentioned before, um, yes, and it's like you guys mentioned before, um, they know each other too well. And yeah, uh, um, and it's not maternal, but it's you know, but yeah, I mean, again, it's like the thing of like there's a lot of ways in which they are kind of the same, uh, mm. much like uh, <laughs> supposedly Helena and Sigrid. Uh, I mean, yeah, but um, yeah, just him popping in at the end to like have this conversation yeah. and her, like the it, it's just also. Uh, like so, like it gets me like juiced up. Where I'm like, what are they gonna do? And like you're saying, the energy does feel off. Like the second you have this like Stuart clone almost walk in, like right, 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 also right, right. in like the same like <laughs> stylization. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then yeah, Brady Corbett just like walking through. Think, yeah, <laughs> so I think funny. Claire Tran even yeah. has a line where she's like, "Oh, do you want to run lines?" And then she's like, "Why would we do that?" Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Brady Corbet says, hey, man, to Julia Pinoche. Yeah, he says, hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, and, yeah, so I, I'm just looking at, at his 2010s right now, and, it's, you know, it goes... Well, I mean, this 
all the same year he's in this Force Majeure and uh, Mia Hansen Loves Eden. And Uh, while we're young. (laughs) And while we're young, exactly, yes. Fascinating. Wow. Um, Um, And then, and it's, you know, just insane that he has Melancholia and Martha Marcy May Marlene in 2011. And then, and Simon Killer, the Antonio Sarampus. Yeah. He was, in a, he was in a zone, and then he went on to direct one of the best movies of his year in the decade, Vox Lux. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that, would you guys like to do Vox Lux? <laughs> I mean, look. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to talk about Vox Lux any chance anyone gives me. <laughs> and I would love to never think about it again. Because <laughs> I don't know what to do with that thing. Like, I don't know if it'll make the worst episode ever or... You know the best. Um, I mean, it's it's a lot. It's, it's just, just such it's a, a good lot. movie. Yeah. There's, I you would not like my notes being just a sprawling things of things I think are cool and funny would be a full novel for Vox Lux. <laughs> it would look like the credits, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's and it's fascinating. You know, he just makes uh, Childhood of a Leader in 2015, and then Vox Lux in 2018. Um, and his last acting credit is the uh, Olive Kittredge miniseries. Yeah, he's good at it. Which is, he's kids, good in it. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, Everyone's just like it's a great uh, show. Chris and Stewart catch that kid being a fave. I love the Thunderbirds movie catch when I was younger. <laughs> um, Brady Corbett, yeah. the star of Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty cool that Brady Corbett and Kristen Stewart have both worked with like, uh, Catherine Hardwick, um, Kristen Stewart in Twilight, and then Brady Corbett's in Thirteen. Oh, Thirteen. Okay, I haven't seen Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. I was like, is he in Lords of Dogtown? How did I miss that? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing is that, like, just to make it explicit, I feel like the other thing that uh, is not necessarily, like, a wrong take on, a bad take on the movie, but I do just feel like because that Stuart performance is so praised, it is, like, sometimes ignored that, like, Benoche is equally as, like, incredible. They're yeah. both just I mean, they're true. doing yeah. very different things, and, like, you get some of that sort of but I mean, uh, stuff that they're talking about in the movie about, like, different styles of acting. It is, like, uh, you know, you understand why it happened, because, like, Kristen Stewart in this movie is doing something that, like, not only have you not really seen her do, it's, like, I'm not sure that I've really quite seen anyone do this thing. But mm. also, like, Benoche is just incredible. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It's, and I heard of what have... I mean from Colin. What, what, well, sure. That's just, yeah. it's this, <laughs> you have, it doesn't, like, the movie can't predict this, obviously. Or maybe it does. Maybe Asas has it all figured out. But just that you have this whole movie about this woman not being happy in the, like, elder statesman role as the ingenue gets all the praise and then it happens in real life where everyone's like, Stuart is incredible. Right. In this. Yeah. Not to say that Benoche is bad, but just that she kind of falls by the wayside. There's this like interesting dialectical conversation with all of it to where it's like in the next sure. movie, uh, you know, of Asayas, he works with Stuart again and she's a personal assistant again, like obviously mm-hmm. more specific, a personal shopper, but like, and now it's like, she's the this... tormented one. That, that yeah. yeah. And then, so it's almost like she's carrying both, Roles from it's, Val and Maria, I guess, in Personal Shopper. Well, it's, it's just, yeah. uh, there's just a lot going on. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he does yeah, another movie yeah, with yeah, Benoche, yeah. and everyone's like, you didn't need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Where, I mean, <laughs> two was yeah. plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say um, something. Uh, yeah, and, and also, like, you can even take it to the extent that Moretz is, like, also sidelined 
right? That well, sure, yeah. I mean, yeah, that she that it's like, like she's married. <laughs> yeah, she's mirroring uh, the play a little bit. That's like her character is just like stepping in to be this like young hotshot, um, just like her in real life. Um, like she's coming off of yeah. like mm-hmm. so many yeah. various franchises. Yeah. Do you guys like her in, uh, in general, or did you? Do we think like? Because I think this is the first time that we've discussed her. Um, sure, she gets I, mean, the... I just, I just haven't seen her in very much. She's, she's, I, yeah. I haven't seen Kickass since I was like fifteen. Oh yeah, I don't so I wouldn't I really have a Kick-Ass. strong opinion on that one. Uh, uh, yeah. She's funny he's... on Thirty Rock. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She's fantastic uh-huh. in Tom and Jerry. Uh, yeah, I've not seen Tom and Jerry. I haven't seen whatever <laughs> um, the Akvan movie. Mm. Um, right. Yeah, people like that. Uh, miseducation of Kenya. Yes. Yeah. Post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like I haven't seen her in anything since. She was supposed to be at uh, the end. Greta, which is oh, fine, yeah, and she's right. not that good. Oh, she is good in Suspiria. I forget that she's yeah. in that. I just I was just gonna the movie. I was gonna bring up Suspiria, Suspiria again that she was gonna be the Dakota Johnson role for a while. I remember. Um, that's oh, crazy. Weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that movie at all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that she's the. It, she is not a problem with it. I think she's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not even in it that much, right? Yeah, yeah she's yeah. like very small role. Um, yeah. Oh, it's been forever since I've seen it, but I remember liking Let Me In. Yeah, I I haven't seen that or the original even. Um, Hugo. All the original is great. Hugo is an interesting one because I do sort of – I mean obviously Scorsese, you don't have to defend him ever, but I do love the sort of 2010s run of Scorsese of like Shutter Island through Irishman with Mm. the exception of Hugo. But I can imagine like – Talking about 3D, like if I saw that in 3D, I could imagine. Oh, that's another like blown away. Yeah, that's another 3D. Um, I did see it in 3D because that was the same year as Tintin, and Tintin is also 3D. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I I haven't seen Hugo nearly recently enough to comment on it. Um, And apparently, she's the voice of uh, Kaguya in the American dub of Tale of Princess Kaguya. So yeah, that's right. By proxy, she's in a great movie. (laughs) I have not heard her in it. Yeah, I guess in, technically then we've discussed Moretz, but um, it's it's more like uh, someone that was kind of sidelined that I, I – I mean she was like in so much at such a young age and I feel like she hasn't had like yeah. a yeah. Maybe, meaty look, role. Maybe she'll have her, her Stuart Pattinson pop later on. Yeah. Maybe yeah. 2020. Get her an auteur. Yeah. 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 She's mm-hmm. not re- she doesn't really have anything coming up. Oh uh, really? Yeah. She you could know. just be going normal mode and like taking as I mean normal. she did commentary, so maybe she's not doing anything normal. But right. um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like the other big thing she's done recently is those uh, Adams Family movies, and then like she, and then Shadow in the Cloud. Oh God! I yeah, Jesus! I, mean, oh, I oh, think yeah, she I mean, might just be. Yeah. She's yeah. at the lunch, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> You're great in this movie, Chloe. Do another outside yeah. house. <laughs> Nonfiction too. No, I was gonna right. say it this is... is probably my favorite. I mean, I do remember really liking her in Kick Ass, though, at the time. But that, yeah. I mean, I was in high school. Yeah, exactly. but yeah. but she's yeah. really good in this movie. I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it is funny. Speaking of the. Uh... Pattinson Stewart pop that like now Cronenberg's uh, going to be the first director to work with them post uh, post Twilight. But it what there was a while where Asayas kept trying to do this thing with Pattinson that like the first time it was Pattinson and De Niro and then it was and then it fell apart 
And then I think that was maybe before Personal Shopper, and then after Personal Shopper, he was like, okay, now we're doing it. It's Pattinson and <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Wow, that would have been so sick. Yeah. God, that would have been good. I think it's called Idol's Eye. Was Stallone also needs an auteur. Like, he needs to work. <laughs> yeah. Like, he I needs mean, to be revived. I, I don't think that he wants to do that. <laughs> well, sure, he wants to be the auteur. He wants to, like, direct right, the movie right, right. and play, like, the 40-year-old <laughs> cop still. Um, I mean, arguably Creed was, like, that moment Sure, yeah. He should have won the mm-hmm. Oscar, I think. Yeah. A lot of folks will, will ride for Rylance, you know, but... Uh, yeah. Rylance was good, but, like, come on. It was time. And they could have waited and given it to Rylance for Ready Player One, obviously. <laughs> um, God damn the... it. <laughs> oh, it was also going to have Rachel Weiss. That's cool. Oh. Yeah. Wait. It was, about, it was Pattinson as a thief who unknowingly steals a diamond from a Chicago mob boss. That would have been so sick. God, that would have been good. He had had no idea that's who he's stealing from, you're telling me? God, that would have been so good. Stallone's on a cut gems. I was about to say, the way they gave, like, you get a Bogosian revival in Uncut Gems, someone needs to do that for Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, get Stallone in succession. That would oh my be God. so crazy. <laughs> They'd be like, you are a human. And he'd be like, ooh. Like, walking around. Like, you can't have Stallone do, like, Cracker Jack dialogue, I don't think. No. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't, like, Scar's guy's doing something kind of weird. Yeah, he's going goofy, uh, would, but, yeah. like. Right. I wouldn't have thought of him as someone who would work in succession. And then they kind no. of. No. Not he's yeah, both he's not good. doing the Skarsgård thing, but also not doing the Succession thing. He, I think, I, I had faith because like he is such like a weird guy. I, mean, in, I like in interview. him. I was sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's not an obvious person. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Succession kind of exists in a thing where like literally anyone can be great, and so there is maybe no <laughs> barrier to entry sure. where it's like yeah. we'll find a spot for you, Dasha. <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> Put Juliet Binoche in succession. Oh yeah. man! I mean, yeah. you could literally. Yeah. You can name anybody. Everyone from yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I feel like the Brady Corbett. I think you'd want. Don't the Juliet. I think you'd want the Juliet Binoche character in Succession to be like. Uh, Finally, a woman who is completely rejecting Logan Roy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, she kills him. Well, that was kind <laughs> of, um, uh, what's her name? Holly yeah. Hunter. Yeah. Holly yeah, Hunter, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. There was that such was a short-lived. long gap between seasons two and three that I was like, what, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Did anyone else have that? Or it's just I mean, like, I think I love we it. all know what happened in that. <laughs> sure, interval. yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> why didn't they just like keep putting out movies in 2020? <laughs> oh. I'm so glad to be on the Succession podcast. Yeah, yeah. We we finished a change.org petition to get Brady Corbea on. Yeah, yeah. We're out to we're at um how many four signatures? Yeah. Um, we finished Too Old to Die Young, and now we finished Succession. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
God, Brady Corbet working with Nicholas Winnie Riffin and Whoa. Stallone. Could you imagine? How what is if... Brady Corbet not getting a Stallone actually in Riffin is genius on my end. I mean, that yeah, would they, those two deserve but... each other absolutely. And would... I deserve it. Who would direct who? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they both yeah. direct each other. What if they came out like truly <laughs> nothing would make me happier than like Announcement, like new film, <laughs> co-directed uh, by Nicholas Winding and Sylvester Stallone, <laughs> starring Brady Corbett. <laughs> it's Cobra Two, but directed yeah. by Reffin. Oh my god! Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, we're getting new Walter Hill, so I mean, like anything yeah, can yeah. really happen. I guess for I like eighty. Really did half the eighties. Corbet's with uh, IMDb page because I literally did not believe he hadn't been in a uh, movie. <laughs> well, you know who's right. crazy that's in a Reffin movie is fucking the guy. Why can't I pull his name from Souvenir? Uh, Tom Burke is in yeah. Only God Forgives yeah. as uh, Gosling's brother. That's <laughs> wow. It's crazy. I was watching it last year, and I was like, "How is not everyone always talking about this?" <laughs> because no one cares, I guess, about, about Nicholas Winnie yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you guys know that Ryan Gosling plays God, or is that what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's it's interesting if um, there's someone that could have this kind of impact that Kristen Stewart had working with Olivia Esaias now. Um, like a career, like a career turning point. Yeah, for young. Yeah, I don't know. Actor, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think who like even is. It'd have to be some sort of like TikTok star or something. Like, what is the celebrity <laughs> now that like was? Because there's like no young people in blockbusters anymore. So it'd right. have to be like yeah. Jacob Elordi or whatever is like working with. You know, name out of a hat or whatever. Like whoever you can pick, whoever you can think of. I say us. could always, I'm sure, do a Tremblay. Yeah, I mean, Tremblay's in the Xavier Delaney's in Donna Donovan. That's true. He already he's that old hat for Tremblay. (laughs) He's got Lenny Abrahamson. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think of like who some hotshot. Like if Ruben Oslin was like. My new movie stars Joey King. <laughs> Everyone would be like, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's got yeah. the Woody, Woody Harrelson out this year. That's right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like Harris Dickinson, Woody Harrelson, and I think the female lead is just a model. Oh, I mean. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Ruben Oslin, you keep pulling me back in. <laughs> Good director. Yeah. But. I mean, I hate the square is my thing. I think Force Majeure is yeah. great. I haven't seen it in a while. I'm sure it holds up. Uh, yeah. The square I've tried twice. It is just awful. <laughs> but no, that, that's a good either. And yeah, that's a, yeah. It's a rough thing because like the thing that you remember is the Terry Notary thing, and it's like, boy, does that even work? No, mm. it doesn't. That's like my <laughs> least favorite scene. Like I'm trying. Yeah, I mean, like I kind of take that back now. <laughs> I mean, like look, I, 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 I really, I really a... remember Force Majeure, and and it's like, so excuse me, like that's that's this crowning achievement, and like what I really remember from the Square is Elizabeth Moss and um, Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't need to get into the Square. I do have a lot of thoughts about that movie, and like, yeah. I think Oslin, I have faith that this new one will be good. Mm-hmm. He's a weird guy yeah, who like yeah. only used to make skiing documentaries, and now he makes like. <laughs> Movies about people being uncomfortable, like cringe comedies or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But 
but no, it's like that's an interesting point. That's like there's nobody that really is holding a franchise quite like the way Twilight was held. Um, and Pattinson yeah. and Stewart were ridiculed. Yeah. And like we've talked about with so many times on the show, it was uh, it was a weird time because there's looking back, they're just clearly so talented, and the franchise that they were in was holding them down. Um, sure. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would point to Tom Holland first. Uh, yeah, but even then, I think Holland's lost because, like, <laughs> I even used to defend um, him in Lost City Z, which I think is a great movie, and he, I would argue, gives a good performance. But now he's just lost. Like, um, not I. I don't have any opinions on his Marvel movies. I've only seen, I think, two of them. I don't know how many he's in. Um, but uh, it's gonna be Fred Astaire. Like that's you know. yeah, that sucks. But I also hate Fred Astaire. <laughs> like uh, Chris Evans as Gene <laughs> Kelly makes me more upset. Um, but yeah, like Holland, like he, I don't think he has any interest in working with an author. Like I would not be yeah, ready to accept to that. He seems was... like he's going for more of like The Rock ish. Yes, exactly. Like he just movie wants to be stardom. There. Like, yeah. if his movies I mean, make money, like, that's... that's the auteurs he respects him. are the Russo brothers, and, like, Gary <laughs> is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And kind of so, like Dwayne Johnson, when he when he does get roped into something with, like, Richard Kelly or Michael Bay, it just happens sure. to be, like, they're pulling something out of them that they don't even know they have. Yeah, I mean, The Rock yeah. is, like, another one. I don't think he ever, unless, like, something happens to him physically where he can't do <laughs> something. Like, I don't think I mean, he will like, ever... Colin, do you think he'll shrink? Long, is that what you're saying? No, I mean, like, I think if he's not able to, like, consistently keep up his fitness regimen to where he, like, has to play the action figure in every movie, I don't <laughs> think we'll see, like, another sure. quiet Dwayne Johnson performance. Yeah, Like, it shouldn't be the case that, like... Moana is one of his best movies. Sure. It's yeah. sad though because you watch Fast Five and you're like, man, like, this could have been different. Like, he's legitimately great in Fast sure, Five. Sure, yeah. I mean, that is a, that is sort of his peak as a movie star where it's like, yeah. Everything after that, it's like he can't be the butt of a joke. He can't be this. He can't be that. Like, he has to be the guy. And <laughs> that isn't something that is, like, interesting as a movie star. I will and, say, and it's though, what for... it's what makes him so separate from like um, uh, Dave Bautista and John Cena. It's like they'll sure, yeah. try things, you know. But sure. yeah, mm-hmm. I will say though, for Tom Holland, uh, the devil all the time was definitely a swing, but it was yeah, a swing and a miss. That is an interesting. I mean, look, <laughs> oh, boy, that yeah, is such yeah. a movie yeah. that I was excited for, but will never see. Yeah. Delusions. Um, yeah, Pattinson. Oh yeah, Pattinson's definitely the best part of that movie. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would blame that on Tom Holland. I guess. No, yeah. To kind of slowly steer us back towards Asayas, I did go. I did for the millionth time go to remind myself of the Irma Vep cast, just to be like, is there anyone who's in that kind of zone of like? He's bringing in who, and it's like not really. It's like weird that Gerard Carmichael's in it, but not in the same way. But as always, something new. And has that's is that this year? Itself. I think so. Yeah, I assume yeah. so. But then, oh my god, I thought 
the new thing that has presented itself from the cast this time <laughs> is that I did not remember that both uh, Vincent Makine and Nora Hamzawi are coming back from nonfiction for this. Which oh, wow. Cool. Very cool. And uh, Lars Eidinger from Clouds. Yeah. Mm. Personal Chopper also, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought you were saying Gerard Carmichael was in the movie Irma Vep, and I was like, <laughs> no, wait, yeah. no way. I was like checking the cast list, and I was like, that can't be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's Maggie Chung's co-star. Leo just sitting next to <laughs> Gerard Carmichael. It's like, what? <laughs> How did I not clock this? Yeah. I'm seeing here that, um, um, you know, J.B. Smoove is in Summer Hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, look, yeah, there's a lot that uh, potential utterist and funny person pairing. (laughs) For sure, yeah, yeah. It's a fertile ground. You can just just say any. It's limitless. A Canadian and a European auteur, and it would be like, ooh, that would be so good. (laughs) (laughs) My brain is like just like Rolodexes of people going by, and I'm like, I don't need to do this right now. That's a whole yeah. The Rock and Asias. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Rock and Lodge Ranch here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that is... <laughs> yeah, what if the house that Jack built starred The Rock? <laughs> I mean, he, that might be really good. Obviously, Dylan's so good in that thing. Yeah. That is very funny. Yeah, I love... Yeah, Dylan's great in it. I mean, he he is so good in Southland Tales is the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. we've seen you do it before, man. Please do it again. I'd she love like, nothing I, more... And, like, I'd always heard, like, he did Southland Tales and was, like, scared of doing something like that and never did it again. But, like, A, he has talked about being, like, no, I think Southland Tales was really good recently. And but then also, like, he is being fucking weird in Pain and Gain. Yeah, exactly. But also, like, Southland Tales isn't even a normal weird movie. <laughs> like, that right. is such an extreme sure. thing of, like, yes. Richard Kelly had everything and then it's just like yes. to be part of that is yeah. not on like you can't be like oh well south lake tales was a flop done with art movies forever <laughs> yeah <It's> like <laughs> tried that no thanks yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think what he really needs to i think if there's anything he needs to bring back and it'll kind of you know it'll kind of bring some nostalgia to his old wrestler look um it's like the black sh- hair shaved head sort sure, of deal yeah. or like black brand you know but um because yeah. like the baldness is just like hmm, something's missing it's like you need a chia pet kind of hairstyle going yeah. on <laughs> but i forget if we mentioned the old um or not oh my god why did i say that like the horrible interview at the very end where it's like asking klaus like a bunch of questions about like adapting yeah. the play and and such like that mm-hmm. um and it's just like the most cliche <laughs> like um like textbook interview that you've ever seen yeah. it's, it's like that's also kind of true to life where it's like the kind like the famous jokes you can point at with q a is like well this is more of a comment than a question or something like that yeah yeah yeah, but... yeah. it would have been great if that guy was like yeah like is there anything crazy about like living in the shadow of this tragedy of the infidelity and the attempted suicide and then he's like and then was there like a lot of improv on yeah. set <laughs> yeah. uh, like what <laughs> what was your inspiration for making the yeah uh, Webster's dictionary defines he's <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> yeah exactly and I love the point in which um, 
Val brings up like the idea of jealousy. Um, and Maria is, is then like forced to confront if she's really mm. admiring or if it's more than admiration uh, for uh, uh, Joanne. That it's yeah yeah because it's like the central jealousy is is not so much for each other right because it's like Joanne for Maria is yeah. it could be interpreted as an act and then Maria for Joanne is just like laughing at her and mocking at um, her career so far. But it's more so um, the youth that Joanne has, yes. And uh, yeah. Maria wish she could get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we have any more notes or anything? That, uh, it's a great movie. Are we, are we out? Yeah. Great stuff. It still yeah. holds up. Uh, yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, I mean, look, as I said, I was very excited that I did love it still. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah Definitely. Uh, let's go on to favorite scene if anybody has one that pops their head first. Um, I mean, it is just, it's maybe like a hack answer. The scene where Stuart disappears is like, yeah, it mm. is like jaw dropping. Like Taking off the table. That... I spent all night thinking about Helena's death. Her death. She doesn't necessarily die. She just, she disappears. That's your interpretation. Well, it's, it's pretty ambiguous. She goes out for a hike and never comes back. Seems clear enough to me. You don't know that. She could reinvent herself somewhere else. There's really no way of knowing. You know, you can imagine whatever you want. Are we going the right way? I mean, I, I don't mind waking up at the crack of dawn, but not to get lost in the mountains and miss the snake. Well, we're basically here. You happy? What makes you think we're here? I've got a map. You want me to show you? Come here. This is the bend we just went around 10 minutes ago. And just around there is the view of the valley. You see that? How do you know? How do... Jesus Christ. I don't know why you're so dead set on making this place say the opposite of what it was meant to say. At 20, you saw Sigrid's ambition and you saw her violence because you felt it in yourself. So? So that's what I'm saying. I, the text is like an object. It's going to change perspective based on where you're standing. I don't know. We should go. We're going to miss the snake. There won't be any snake. Yeah, that to the the clouds all as one sort of movement it's like mm-hmm. really really incredible mm-hmm. um with like as we said like the pocketballs canon it just it's like it's like such a harmonious moment <laughs> yeah well if that's been taken i will say and we've talked about this scene plenty as well the one with uh, all the uh dissolves while stewart's driving mm. the weird music uh, that's just like it, it's the most out of place and feels like the most yeah. kind of like, uh, this is kind of like the weirdo Aseas of like, <laughs> especially maybe the, the mid 2000s kind of like, that kind of comes back more with the uh, personal shopper kind of <laughs> interceding on this movie. It's just a, it's a, it's another cool thing that it's got going for it. It'll be interesting to do a personal shopper episode. Uh, yeah. Down the line, just to remind myself of the similarities. Yeah. Um, 
Ty, do you have yours? I, I got go. two um, in yeah. mine uh, that really stick out. I guess I'll go with uh, the scene of Benoche and Stewart at the bar directly after seeing the Moretz movie. Yeah. Well, I stayed because of you, but I could feel my brain cells dying one by one. Okay, but you don't find her amazing? I think she's totally fascinating. It's such a stupid character. Come on. Because it takes place on a spaceship? I know that if it was set on an assembly line or like a farm or something, you'd love it. That's true. I have a hard time taking bimbos in astronaut suits, mouthing off some generic pop psychology seriously. Been there, done that. I like it. I know. I know you do. I'm sorry. There's no less truth than in a more supposedly serious film. She goes deep into the darker side of her character. It's, <laughs> it's daring. It's really daring. In a, in a big movie like that, it's fucking cool. Well, she's got great presence, but I don't see what's so daring about it. Despite her superpowers... <laughs> her superpowers! Yes, her superpowers! Her superpowers! Yes, her superpowers. So what? It's a convention, but it's no dumber than any other convention. Despite her superpowers, she's emotionally defenseless. She's in love, but she's not loved in return. This impossible love for Sargon, the Alliance's worst enemy, leads her to betrayal and madness. <laughs> Fucking shit. Are you telling me there's nothing there worth playing there? I don't know. I don't know about it. I don't know. She knows that it means her downfall, but that is the ultimate truth of her desire. Jeez. It's fucking powerful. Oh my god, I hate you sometimes so much. You're making my head spin. <laughs> and Sargon, you, you find him interesting too. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, good. <laughs> no, Sargon sucks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, where Stuart's like explaining what she saw in the movie and uh, it, it just gives a lot of uh, insight into you know the divide between the two of them um, and how she, uh, Benoche's character isn't really able to see like the appeal and uh, <laughs> I, my favorite moment there is I think Kristen Stewart says she loved one of the characters in the movie. I can't remember whose name it is. And Benoche, like, can't believe it. And then Stewart's yes. like, nah, I'm fucking with you. I didn't like that. Yeah, Star Stargon. Yeah. Stargon, Stargon, yeah. yeah. I mean, the spit take is so I don't give so a shit about Stargon. Yeah. Yeah. And they they just really sell that uh, playing off each other. So I, I love yeah. that scene. It's, like, emblematic of the whole movie. Yeah. I like how it's in a casino, but it's not like they go that, for yes. like on a now. It's not like it's a night on the town. It's just like the casino for aesthetic purposes. I forgot mm -hmm. about that. It is so sick how she just goes to the roulette table and like chips down on black yeah. money, yeah. chips down yeah. on red money, leaves, and then does it again on her way out. Yeah. It's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um. Okay, I think you'll probably take the conf to the confrontation between Joanne and Maria um, 
when she's giving her tips about the performance for Helena. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really good. And it's just like, it, it's like... Joanne? What's up? I wanted to ask you, you know the scene at the beginning of Act 3 when you tell me you want to leave and I get on my knees and I beg you to stay? You're on the phone ordering pepperoncini pizza mm-hmm. for your co-workers in accounting. Well, you leave without looking at me uh, as if I didn't exist. Um, uh, if you could pause for a second. You know, Helena's distress would last longer when she's left alone in her office. Well, the way you're playing it, um, the audience follows you out but instantly forgets about her, so... So... So what? Well, when I played Sigrid, I, I held it longer. I thought it was more powerful uh, dramatically. I mean, it really played well. Well, no one really gives a fuck about Helena at that point, do they? I'm sorry, but I mean, it's pretty clear to me this poor woman's all washed up. I mean, your character, right? Not you. And when Sigrid leaves Helena's office, Helena's a wreck, and we get it. You know, it's time to move on. I think they want what comes next. If you just held it a few seconds longer. It doesn't really feel right for me, Maria. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I, I, um, I think I'm, I'm lost in my memories. You, you think you've forgotten your old habits, but they all, they all come back. I have to break them. I guess you do. <laughs> sort of confirmation for Maria about Joanne's treatment of other people, um, or at least a, a treatment of other people when the cameras aren't on. <laughs> yeah, and you can almost like end the movie there, and it's just like the points are made. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it is like you know, it, it it's kind of like oh, Joanne doesn't really care about Maria, but also like ultimately Maria is giving Joanne a very selfish note. Yeah, yeah, it's like you should do this to make me look better. <laughs> yeah, do it the way mm-hmm. I did it, yeah. and that will make me now look yeah. better. Yeah, I used to do this really cool thing where I was nice to everybody. Maybe you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I really think that you and I should both do this so that we all look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But of course, like you know, the way that they switch parts. Uh, it just like shows how text stays the same, but it's like we get older and um, mm-hmm. we reinterpret things, and it's it's kind of hey, it's kind of like this movie, right? Like we're I mean, all yeah. coming at this like was so many years away from it. Um, sure, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure like Joanne will have another um, Maria when she gets to Maria's age, and it's like this yeah. whole. This might this whole cycle might continue. Where it's like yeah. in, in twenty years when they make the remake, where it's Stuart in the Benoche role, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz in the Stuart role, it'll be crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be Asias and Freddy is going to play the Jonathan <laughs> role. Yeah, yeah. Olivia Asias is the Brady Corbet role. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be crazy. Yeah, they'd be like, wait a minute, this guy's a hundred. Make a movie. Yeah, he's got like a like a walker, and he's like, "Please yeah. be my." Movie. I mean, that's the dream is like if Brady Corbett gets to direct the actual movie. Yeah, right, like, right, 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 right. Yeah. 
and Asayas is the like they film his death and use it in the movie as the old playwright, and it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> jeez, that's dark, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh man, hey, thank you guys so oh, much for being here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, been awesome. please. thank yeah, you for having. Me. No, this, this has been absolute fun. blast. Yeah, um, if you'd like to plug anything or uh, any shout outs. Yeah, Listen to up. our podcast. Yeah. Can yeah. I kick it? <laughs> um, what are we? C I K I Pod on Twitter. Yeah, no, or can I kick, kick it? it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Please. C I K I Pod on Letterboxd. Exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we talk about uh, not just can, but film festivals mm-hmm. in general. We will have some Sundance stuff coming up. Uh, we will have more in-depth coverage of. Uh, the International Film Festival of Rotterdam, which yeah. I'm going to be covering, which uh, is uh, going online this year, and so I get to do it. Uh, it's your own personal can, really. Yeah. <laughs> sure. It is. It's a. It's an interesting lineup. It's fun. Uh, I'm excited for mm-hmm. it. Um, if you yeah, can't you can go to also... France, you're bringing the France to you. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can also check me out. Uh, Wednesday nights at uh, 8 p.m. Most nights I do a uh, I do long form improv at uh, twitch.tv slash WG Improv School. Uh, yeah, I'm on a, a team right now that I think is a lot of fun. I think we're going to try and do some kind of out there stuff that uh, I'm excited to see how it goes. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Clatchley. C L A T C H L A Y. Yeah, and I am uh, J C P Glick Weber. Uh, Weber has two Bs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not uh, Nick Reffing fan one. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. yeah, no, that's, yeah. That was, it was taken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah, uh, you'd have to go so far down to find one that wasn't taken. <laughs> of everyone who's yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. NWR yeah, hater six six six. Yeah, yeah. It's like wise guy. Um, yeah, yeah. I can my read. my ult is Nick Reffin <laughs> fan number three million four hundred fifty six thousand two hundred twenty. Oh, that's you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and my yeah. yeah, everyone at the yeah. meetings, and I'm like the only one not there. Yeah. <laughs> the one registered Twitter user who likes <laughs> Nicholas Winning Reffin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, she's a part of the uh, team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at JK Draper as well. Uh, and my writing on film can be found at my own personal medium and the Boston Hassle. I believe this movie is on Criterion Channel. Did you guys watch it there too? Yes, that is where I watched it. AMC Plus. <laughs> wow. What a flex. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Real ones use AMC Plus. Yeah, owned by IFC, owned by AMC. (laughs) Oh, that's not real. That can't be. Um, (laughs) But you know, next week we have going. We have Under the Skin. uh, Very exciting. Wow. Uh, Sticking with 2014, um, Calvin Kemp will be here for that one. Yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, been a long time since I've seen it, since yeah, it came same. out. Uh, you can Baby follow scene. me Ooh, on... Uh, chilling. Uh, <laughs> don't remind me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at T-Money Talks. 
where I am watching a lot of movies. It's like 20 <laughs> degrees every day here. It's uh, pretty brutal. Yeah. No, no good. Watch some no. film. Yeah. Are you going to stick um, to the 70s or are we going to like? Uh, for a little bit. I haven't fully exited yet, so I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. still stuck. You gotta get that podcast backlog of, uh... Right. Uh, hopefully my spinoff podcast goes better than, uh, Angel, the spinoff. You know, we won't go, we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, remember, rate, review... And subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at ETTPod. You can follow us on Instagram at Exiting2010s. And you can email us at ExitingThroughThe2010s at gmail.com. We will catch you next time on Exiting Through the 2010s. Mm-hmm.